Hello, I'm Mike Lindell, and my employees and I want to thank each and every one of you for your support by bringing you the MyPillow that started it all. MyPillow's patented fill adjusts to your exact individual needs regardless of your sleep position. Because it works, we've sold over 70 million MyPillows, and now I'm bringing it to you for the lowest price ever. For example, you get my standard MyPillow, now only $19.88 with your promo code. Now's the time to get them for your friends, your family, your neighbors, everyone you know. MyPillows make the best gifts ever. In the times we're in, one thing we all need is getting a great night's sleep. So go to MyPillow.com or call that number on your screen now. Use your promo code and you'll get my standard MyPillow for only $19.88. For a more custom fit, my premium queen, only $24.98. Or my premium king, only $29.98. This is a limited time offer, so order now. It's time to resist. They can't arrest us all. And they can't keep all your kids home from school. They can't keep every government building closed. We don't have to accept the mandates, lockdowns, and harmful policies of the petty tyrants and feckless bureaucrats. We can simply say no, not again. The only way to stop these mandates is to refuse to comply, refuse to show vaccine passports, refuse to wear a mask, refuse to stay at home. We will not comply with Fauci. We will not comply with Joe Biden. And we will not comply with authoritarian governors. I am not going to comply. This ends now. Broadcasting live and live to Patriot Control of America. You're listening to the Patriot Party Podcast. Now on the show, the chair is against the wall. The muskrat jumps over the berm. This is your last chance. After this, there is no turning back. You take the blue pill. The story ends. You wake up in your bed and believe whatever you want to believe. You take the red pill. You stay in Wonderland, and I show you how deep the rabbit hole goes. Remember, all I'm offering is the truth, nothing more. I know I was born for this I know I 
to another edition of the Patriot Party Podcast. I am the Mick, and with me, of course, is my much better beloved um, and much more born for this better half. V-Lynn. Hello, Patriots. So, um, I... let our people go, huh? Yeah, let our people go. Feels like I'm uh, back in the 50s, 60s. That when Roots came out in, what, 60s, right? Maybe. It was like 63, 64. I don't know. Let my people go. <laughs> Let my people go. Well, I'm sure you're going to get into what this is in reference to. Um, yes, I am. I'm sure. And uh, we're supposed to be having a guest joining us tonight. I'm not sure where he's at. I'm sure he's coming because he confirmed earlier today. So we'll see. I'll get here eventually. Um, but uh, yes, I've barely made it here. I literally walked in the door like two minutes ago. Maybe straight. flying by the cedar for pain. Yes, just barely, just barely. Yes, yes traffic sucked. Accurate. Yeah, accurate. Very it was good. tough, but that's okay because I set up the entire show before I left to go get our child. Yes. So yeah. So um, and and I did a little something different today. I actually put the Rumble link out 
and um, instead of the Twitch link, and I wanted to see what difference it would make. What do you mean? Like normally when I put out the show on social media mm-hmm. that we're live, I put the Rumble link out because mm-hmm. um, like Mike over at a conservative Patriot Nation, he was like, hey, you know, like most of our people don't have Twitch or, uh, you know, there is no replay on there, but they all have Rumble. Can you send out the Rumble link? And I was like, sure. It's like, we'll do a little test. We'll see how it goes. So anyway, um, so hi to everyone watching on Rumble. We are still on Twitch as well. If you normally watch us on Twitch, you're welcome to come on over here and join the conversation on Twitch. Um, I just, uh, because we don't do replays on Twitch, because that's the best way for us to get censored is to do replays on Twitch. Um, we do, of course, have replays on Rumble. So that's where, you know, a lot of people go and try and find the show off of that link after the fact, and it's not there. So, there yeah. Go. So so I sent out the Rumble link. But for those of you watching on Rumble, if you want to come over to Twitch, we're still here by all means. Um, come on over. I just, uh, yeah, change it up a little bit. Do a little something different. I guess so. so. Plus, I kind of I, I kind of want to push the Rumble a bit because, um, you know, Rumble's uh, more free speech oriented. Yeah, accurate. And accurate. Uh, you know, we we've we never get we've never gotten suspended over there. We've never had any videos taken down over there. Twitch here is very censored, mm-hmm. extremely censored. Exactly. They don't so, like us very much. But. Yes, but the chat is so good on, on it Twitch is it, it is a lot better because it connects to our streamyard yeah. and the Rumble. Uh, you know, Rumble. I love Rumble, but it does have some issues. Um, they need to improve their search their function. search function, and uh, they have a live chat, but no one ever seems to use it. So, or it never um, seems to make it in there. Somehow. Yeah, but I do keep up with uh, with the comments on Rumble, so you know, feel free to to chat in there as well. So, anyway, I don't know where Micah went. He was he was here just uh, MJ was here just a second ago, and then he left. Oh, there there he he's coming back. He's coming back right now. All right. He Fantastic. probably thought we couldn't see him because <laughs> you were sitting there running your gums. I was running my mouth. So uh, let our people go in reference, of course, to January 6th. So uh, we have MJ joining us today. How you doing, MJ? Pretty good. Thank you for having me on. Oh, great to have you. Um, we were We were also in D.C. on January 6th. We have not as of yet getting gotten caught up by that. Um, although they did put me in the beginning of their movie movie and, and make me famous. And I'm going to try and sue them over that, but, um, they've never spoken to me. They've never investigated me. They just stuck me in their little January six movie. So fun times. So, uh, yeah, good stuff. So tell us your story. Where are you from? Uh, where can people find you? And, uh, why are you here? Yes. Thank you for having me on. So, uh, background, you know, I'm from Montana originally, but grew up in Ohio. I despise and hate the Midwest. I enlisted in the Marine Corps. Did my time, went back to Ohio. I said, no, no, I'm not coming back here. So I moved out to Arizona, and I've been out here for three years. So got the Cary Lake shirt, getting ready for the midterms in 14 days. So Excellent. I like it. You got to represent. Um then yeah uh well yeah what you you said where i'm from and what else did you want um well where can people find you oh yeah my bad uh yeah you can find me at 
Twitter, YouTube, Rumble, Telegram, pretty much all the social media places you can think of at the JFK Report. That's kind of my uh, Publis name. Mm-hmm. So I kind of just, that's just my favorite president and the work I do. Um, even though I covered, I cover media, local events, rallies, just for right now. But I'm more of a political philosopher. I'm in school right now studying to be a professor in political theory and philosophy. So I read a lot of books on Hitler, Stalin, Lenin, regimes, forms of government, Hobbes, John Locke, Montesquieu. That's my type of uh, realm. So uh, did you have access to those books when you were in jail? Uh, I brought some with me. Um, I, I did 90 days at a halfway house. They, they, oh, they, no, the, the prosecutor wanted me in prison, but because of my VA disability that uh, the judge granted me just 90 days at a halfway house because he wanted to teach a lesson in some way. So I brought a lot of my books there to read for the summer. Got a lot of good reading in, met a lot of good people trying to change their lives that are in the prison system and just trying to get back home to their families, you know? Oh yeah. So, so what happened to you on, on January 6th? Where, where'd you go? Where'd you end up? Like had, had they catch you? Yes. I heard about the, uh, the rally. It was, all it was, was just a speech and a rally, just a typical Trump rally. I saw it was supposed to be and all what it was. Yep. I found out middle of December and I was in Montana at the time helping my dad on the ranch and I was there for a hunt. I'm like, okay, cool. So I, I called my mom like, Hey mom, I'm going to come to Ohio for Christmas. It's like, yeah, that's fine. And I, you know, I pretty much told him like, Hey, there's this big rally going on on January 6th. I would like to go for my 25th birthday. Uh, my 25th birthday was the day before. So it was a birthday present for me. So my mom watched my dog. I drove to DC. I met up with some guys from Arizona for dinner. And then I met up with more Arizona guys uh, and the group. I So I didn't know anyone that was going because I'm still pretty new to Arizona, but I knew about the Arizona Proud Boys because I've seen them at rallies and I've interviewed them. I've talked to them and a couple of the guys I used to go to the gym with, they just, they, they saw me wearing my mega stuff and they came up to me and be like, oh man, that's cool, man. I'm like, oh, okay, that's what's up. So I, I kind of know the Proud Boys here in Arizona pretty well. And I, that's just kind of, and I also, off topic, I find ways to intervene or get in groups or to figure them out so I can study and observe them more for the work I do to understand the ideology and their beliefs. But so I decided like, well, if I'm going to January 6th, at least and especially in DC, if everything going on, because there was protest before January 6th where, uh, you know, even before that where congressmen and regular Trump supporters were being beat and jumped and slapped around and just vandal and uh, not vandalized, but assaulted. And he had Antifa riding there during uh, BLM summer, their Marxist revolution. So like, yeah, I'll just go with these guys and I feel safe with them. I don't have any problems with them. So I, I just wrote up the Arizona Proud Boys pretty much. We, we met, everyone was at the National Monument, uh, not just the Proud, but everyone that was the rally was right there. Yep, that's where yeah. we were. So the Proud Boys actually met at the monument though. And I'm just talking to everyone, getting to know them. And there was Proud Boys from every state there, even from Hawaii, Montana. I was like, oh, this is cool. You know, whatever. But the 
weirdest thing that didn't make sense to me though is because I wasn't wearing any Proud Boy gear. I wasn't. I mean, it just I was just wearing my. I was wearing a, a Wrangler's cargo jacket and. Uh, I had a face mask on and some ranch. I, I brought my ranching gloves just because I knew it was going to be cold. And I was ranching for a whole month and a half before I went to this event. So I'm like, oh, why not? <laughs> oh, yeah. It was bitterly cold. So, but I was in my backpack. because I had a backpack with me. I was carrying medical supplies just in case, you know, someone got hurt or just a cut, you know, just to have bandages, you know, not thinking if something big was going to happen. So a guy had his, his finger was busted open. So I gave him a bandaid. And next thing you know, some proud boy guy, no idea who he was. He just came here. He's like, Hey, put this orange tape around your arm. So we know who you are. I'm like, okay. I mean, whatever. It doesn't bother me. It wasn't, I didn't think twice about it. So next thing you know, um, the proud boys start marching around DC and doing their chants. Have, laughing, having a good time, taking photos. And at the same time, I'm observing DC, um, looking for propaganda. And if you, if you walk through DC at that time, there was legit, there was legitly socialist propaganda in the city. Yep. And it was bizarre to see my own capital or our, our own capital with vandalized businesses and ATMs broken into. I'm like, this is our capital. This is America. This looks like a third world country compared to what we're supposed to have. So I was documenting just any little thing I could see of that. That's just what I do. And the next thing I know, we're getting, there's everyone's talking like, hey, uh, everyone's going to the Capitol, you know. Uh, so, and this, and Trump was still speaking and they, and people were listening to Trump's speech on their phones and they they saw it on their phones. And they're like, hey, Trump said to go to the Capitol and peacefully protest. So we're just going to go to the Capitol. I was like, okay. And I was in the way back of the whole proud boy, uh, their crowd, you know? So I'm like, I was just talking yeah. to people. You must've been a ways away if you could get on your phones. Cause we were inside the bubble. So we had no access to. Yeah. Well we that's yeah. And that stopped soon as we got to the Capitol, there was no phone phone service. It was mm -hmm. just gone. So, and that, and where I was and how massive the group was that was coming, the crowd, I was one of the first, the first crowd of people getting to the actual capital. And I have the video. It, we went up to the inauguration area. There's cops where the barrier, it's where Ray Epps was. I, I had no idea I was that close to Ray Epps too. It was just crazy. But I didn't know who the guy was until after the fact, like a few months later when uh, it was that, the, the video of him in the golf cart, I was in the vehicle at that time. It was my two friends here in Arizona that went to his property and asked him like, Hey, what's up, man? Hmm. So that, that whole thing's happening. But at the same time, those videos, those video, and I have it, it's, it's a small piece, but there's other videos showing it too, where the cops are just moving the barrier. And next thing you know, they see hands like, Hey, yeah, just come over here, come over here. Then we get to the actual steps of the, the first level of the Capitol. I mean, I'm not talking like the step steps where you're getting on the high ground, just like a, like three little steps, you know, where it's just like a little barrier, you know, kind of whatever. And there's a gate and everyone's just standing there. Everyone's just being peaceful. And next thing you know, I have a video of this guy. Uh, I've never seen a Trump supporter act this way. I mean, I'm not saying there aren't Trump supporters like that or, Amer or American liberty-minded patriots, but the guy jump behind the police line 
and was trying to get the crowd wild up and screaming and tell them to get pumped up like you would see at a basketball and football game. And that same guy I have not seen on the FBI wanted list or anywhere being on the news or charged with anything. So I find that interesting. But next thing you know, the everyone's right there, right on where the inauguration is. We're, we're right under it. And the first, not even the five minutes into it, there's a tunnel right there. 20 unmarked uh, police officers, just in all black riot gear, just come out of nowhere and they start beating people and pushing them. And I, I legitimately saw people being kidnapped and drug away. I 100% believe there's more people that we don't know about that are locked up right now that were arrested that day or taken away, just drug out. I don't, I think there's more people in DC or other prisons that we do not know about, but that could, that's just my theory, but the way they're acting and what I saw that day, there's more people who are detained and arrested than we probably know of right now. So, but even let's back up real quick an hour before we got to the Capitol, I walked past a group of DC officers and, and, and there was no knowledge even going to the Capitol at this time. There was like, we're not going to the, there, there was, there's no knowledge of it, but outside the Capitol, there was DC officers dressing up in riot gear, getting ready and preparing themselves. And it didn't make any sense. Like, why are they getting in riot gear? Like what's going on here? So Yeah. And what I saw was just cops beating people, flashbang in the crowd. I saw them beating women. And I saw them taking photos. The moment I saw, I knew they were taking photos, I pointed it out. I'm like, oh, yeah, they're, they're coming after people after this for just even being here. Did you see them throwing people off of the, uh, well, I call them the ramparts, but off like off the ledge at the top? No, but I've seen the videos of it. Um, when people say Ashley Babble was the only one murdered that day, that's a lie. No, no. It was five, it was five. Well, five. If you if you want to call Officer Sicknick, no, you he can wasn't. say. No. Well, he died from his he died from his own hands of his own peers when he was trying to get help. But uh, it's well, still, he died. He died two days later. Uh, they said it was a stroke. I think it was yeah. a jab injury. Honestly, it was some. But basic five patriots that day, and they, and I've met Ashley Babbitt's mother, very nice, loving woman. It's. I was actually in the realm of that happening. And so the thing is with me is I'm, I'm disabled for, you know, trauma related events in the military and, and whatnot. So when the violence happened from the cops who initiated it, I was in a fight or flight state and I was just in the state of what is going on here. It was just madness, but I was also in support of our people. So the people, uh, the people that fought cops and pepper sprayed them, I think they need to be pardoned because they were defending themselves and the people around them from what the cops were doing to these people. They were trying to kill them and hurt them. But that's a different subject, at the, you know, the time. But I, and then I, I walk inside, you know, there's a, it was a, a huge line. And there was already a line of people right there walking in. I'm like, oh, cool, I'll check it out. And pretty much when I was in there, I was just walking around. So people oh, were standing in line to go into oh, yeah. the on January. It, yeah, on a wheelchair ramp. It was hundreds of people in line just waiting to walk through the doors. <laughs> and it was just like just caught me. Yeah, you had people That's running around and talking and laughing. And then you had people in the crowd. And me, I'm just like, 
I'm a go getter. I was like, now nah, I'm going in the front. Let's go. Because I was already jacked up. It's like I'm gonna. So I get inside. But what what changed me when I walked inside? It, I'm I'm a very devoted Christian. I I felt the spirit of God when, the moment I walked inside because I have never been inside our Capitol before, and I saw all these sculptures or statues of our, our framers and historic American figures and all the paintings. And it was just like, wow. And I just felt the American spirit, but I have a, what happened was, is I'm following this crowd. I didn't go into any chambers. I didn't go into any offices, any bathrooms. I stayed in the hallway. I had this moment and God froze me and I was hanging onto a statue and I started praying because I wanted to get out of there. I have a photo of it. It is two people all dressed in black with a hammer busting out windows in one of the windows in, into one of the chambers. And the moment I saw that I says, no, I don't want to be a part of it. I don't want to be around this. This is no, I'm not here for this. I'm here to make my voice be heard. And I prayed my, I prayed to God and, and like, I, and when I made, like when I froze, I mean, I froze, like I couldn't hear anyone. I couldn't talk to anyone. It was legitimately like a spiritual moment in my life. And I prayed and I found a way out of there. But even before, right when I got inside, though, I have a video of uh, John Sullivan, the radical socialist revolutionist yep. from Utah. Yep. And I didn't put that to get two and two together until I saw the video and I was hearing about John Sullivan. Like, wait a second, this guy was calling for Marxist revolutions in Utah during the BLM riots. And if you want to talk about an insurrection, that's an actual armed rebellion against governments. It was against state governments, their local government and the federal government, what they were doing in these cities. That's an actual true insurrection, especially when they're, what do you call those, occupied uh, anonymous zones with their own form. That's that's a rebellion. And these people were actually armed in Minneapolis and Seattle. And they did a, I think they did a little one in like New York or Atlanta. But Portland. Oh, yeah, Portland. Yeah. But the media is getting away from calling it an insurrection now. Now they're and now they're dying it. Now they're dying it down from not being an attack. Now they want to say just a riot. They can't make up their mind what it was. So you had John Sullivan, but also there was two guys inside, too, dressed in all paramilitary and had a black gas mask on. And of all the Trump supporters I know. Who's wearing a gas mask to a rally? Like, who's just planning to come? Even the Oath Keepers didn't even have gas masks. The Proud Boys didn't even bring gas masks or weapons. Like, what are you talking about? I mean, okay, the Oath Keepers left their stuff in Virginia in a hotel. Cool. That's what I did. I left my firearm. Yeah. I stayed in Virginia. I'm like, oh, I'll keep, keep it in Virginia. It's safe here in the hotel. It's just for me to con con conceal carry when I leave, when I go through states again. You know, I just, that's just me. Mm -hmm. Knew not to bring it into D.C. We did the same thing. Yep. Oh, yeah. So... See, get, these guys had gas masks, but they've been talked about before through like uh, people like me. We call them the the twin gas mask brothers, and they had they had a sticker on them that said "I voted." But also, I have another photo of them. Of why are they? They had a riot shield. And they were holding it up like this, like for show and tell. When I exited the Capitol, so there's a lot of interesting. Like, why do we have people like that there? And what were they doing there? I mean, they're obviously some sort of undercover informant or agent of some sort working with a government and entity. 
or I've talked to people where they strongly disagree that Antifa was there or these, these uh, democratic operatives. They just think it's all, it was all federal government. I'm like, no, it, it, it was both. John Sullivan, you think John Sullivan was the only Antifa guy there? No, no. He had his, com- he had his comrades there with them doing other stuff. Yeah. It, Mick, it, 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 it Mick was. Janet saw, well, tell him what you saw. The, the guys that were getting paid. Uh, it was just guys in body armor getting paid by a dude and that just stuck out in the crowd. He was not, he had not been out there all morning because there's no way that he was wearing those fucking weird ass shoes that he was wearing and was out there with us. Like we were freezing to death. No. Oh yeah. That's, that's what's funny is after the FBI came to my house three months afterwards, they like, Hey, we're investigating you, but you're cool, man. We'll let you know when we want you to come in. I was able to self surrender. A week before my self-surrender, when they knew I had lawyer representation, called me directly, which was in violation of my my, my constitutional rights and the bill of and the bill of rights, the first ten amendments. And they asked me because they were they were really trying to get me to being a proud boy. Because if they would have got me as a proud boy, they would have gave me felonies, but they couldn't prove yep. it because I, I wasn't one. And even the court and the prosecutor never went went after me for that. But they the prosecutor did try to say, well, he was associated with them that day, but. It wasn't holding in court on his end, but they called me. You know, they're there. It's mule hide ranching gloves. I paid good money for that in Montana. That's good American handmade gloves. <laughs> so, FBI special agent uh, Andrew Twos calls me. He's like, "Hey, brother, we got to ask you a question." I'm like, uh, "Me being like, I should have said talk to my lawyer, but me being me is like, well, I didn't do anything, so whatever." He's like. Those yellow gloves you're wearing, I mean, those are, he said, those are Proud Boy gloves, aren't they? I'm like, I did this face, you know, on the phone. Proud Boy gloves? Sir, I told you. I was on a ranch. I was helping my dad ranching. Those gloves were for ranching. And it was 30 degrees out that day, and I was freezing when I'm from Arizona, where the the weather's nice. (laughs) So just stupid tactics. They were going to try to frame me because of yellow gloves, and that's Proud Boy related. You know how dumb that is? Oh, those are probably it just shows you what they're doing to these agents and what they're teaching at the academy it's uh, they need to just gut it out and it shouldn't exist anymore it, there's there's no fix in the fbi you cannot reform and fix an institution like that what what where they're at right now because it's not going to stop or there's a chance of if we take control why would i want to yes i want to have our liberties restored but why would i want to use the same institution to go after people and do what they did to me as much as I despise the BLM riots, Antifa and these Marxist organizations and violent uh, anti-American organizations. I want to, I want to want to see stuff like that. What happened to us January 6th defendants to them, but I do want them to shut down. So we just got to come up with a whole developed better system and just get the FBI out. But that's a whole different discussion too. So, well, we'll get into that. Interesting. Um, uh, let's play this this first clip of uh, Jack Posobiec. Um, came out in in Politico today that uh, they're they're warning about cyber attacks on the elections again. You know, twenty sixteen mm-hmm. was stolen. Twenty twenty four is going to be stolen. Twenty twenty was the most free and fair election ever. But yeah, play this. So earlier today, Politico informed us that top Biden national security officials are tracking multiple threats 
to the nation's election security infrastructure. Whoa. (laughs) Let me just double check. What website am I reading this from? Oh, Politico.com. Okay. Top Biden national security officials are tracking multiple threats to the nation's election security infrastructure. The bulletin will lay out details of cyber threats posed by China and Russia, as well as other non-state actors. Are we, am I, am I reading, I'm, I'm just want to, I want to make sure this isn't like a Babylon B version of Politico. Checking the date, October 24th, 2022. Okay, this is today. Because we were told for what, two years now? Well, yes, we were told for two years that uh, they were, they're the most secure and free and fair elections ever. Absolutely. They could never be stolen. But now we're coming up on the midterms and they they got to they got to steal those. because That red wave scares the shit out of them. We can only hope it really happens. Yeah. No kidding. So. Uh, tell me, MJ. Mm hmm. Because I asked this question of probably a hundred people on January sixth in DC, and I have I have video footage for hours, um, which I've never released because I don't want any of those people to get in trouble. I don't want they gave me their names, their faces, where they lived. I don't want any of that out there. So it's I've never released any of it. Um, but I mean, I know you said you heard you heard about the rally, but Arizona's a, a long way. Ohio's a long way from DC. Why did you feel the need to go to January 6th, to go to D.C. on January 6th? As an American citizen, it was my duty to this country and to God to defend our country from domestic tyranny and foreign tyranny. But this time, what we're facing as a nation is purely domestic. This crap about... Russia, 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 China, China, China. Yeah, they, they're a threat, you know. Not well. Russia's really uh, that's a whole different topic, but the main <laughs> threats the main threats domestic right now, and it's not mega people, it's not Republicans, <clears throat> it's it's our own government and bureaucracy and people working for them. But no, it, I had a duty as a Marine and as a citizen of this nation to defend our liberties and to have our voices be heard. And my family has been here since the 1650s, before America was even a country. So my my roots go deep in this country, and it's just, I had to. And to this day, I have no regrets of January 6th. I would still do it all over again. And I would still go through all the the past uh, BS I went through this past year and pre-trial and all the media attacks on me and slander in my name. I would not change one thing about it. It made me a stronger person. And if it wasn't for January 6th, I wouldn't be here right now. Yeah, I agree. Well, MSNBC, um, you know, of course, the the demon rats only have two issues to campaign on, and that's abortion, which, you know, the wholesale, wholesale, mor- wholesale murder of babies, and the worst attack on democracy in our country since forever, since its inception, January 6th. You know, that's what they like to say. So MSNBC sat down with 
a group of Pittsburgh area mm-hmm. yep. Trump voters. Okay. This was epic. Now it's, it's seven minutes and I, I kind of want to play the whole thing because this woman got her ass handed to her and back again. It was very funny. Is that okay? Which area? Because I saw a video where Capitol officers yes. were taking away barriers and unlocking Opening doors. doors. So, yeah. oh, that's I mean, I, they opened the gates. So and it shouldn't be disqualifying for an elected official no. No. if no, they participated in January 6th. He didn't, he didn't strike anybody. He didn't hurt anybody. Yeah, and the only one that died was a protester there, not a Capitol police officer. An unarmed officer. female veteran. Which that's the only one that died. That's the only one who died. He was a, a police 6th. officer did die. No. It was a stroke. That's not. That's not on site. Caused by that. That's because he shouldn't have been a police officer. It was one woman. So, what do you make though overall of January sixth? I mean, it was watching that footage. It was pretty disturbing. I mean, there were people throwing excrement at the walls, and it was our, you know, it's the Capitol. It looked a lot like Antifa's actions. Except on a much smaller scale, it looked the same as the. Black Lives Matter rights. That's it's what I saw, the similarities to be. Minneapolis burns, Kenosha burns. But so it's okay just because, just because like, one side that you no, disagree with? I'm it's saying okay Antifa for, infiltrated. It's good for one, it's good for the other. Anybody I don't who see harms anybody, anybody who caused property destruction, that needs to be dealt with. Yeah, but if you're there making side. your voice heard at the right. people's house, no less, yeah. that, I, that's, again, it's a fundamental constitutional right of an American citizen and people should not be being held political prisoner uh, because of it. For misdemeanors. That's I mean, East Germany. That's East Germany. Tactics. Yeah, that's what's scary. It was an actual fiery but mostly peaceful protest. And the other ones that were the office. Was the protest legitimate our, in your our eyes? administration, because... I feel like, is using it as their Reichstag fire. Yeah. That's exactly what they're using it as. Mm-hmm. Do you think that President Trump could have quelled the violence that day? Not him. I don't think so, no. It started while he was still speaking. I was actually there. I I was there to to see what I thought was going to be the last time I ever saw Trump. (laughs) So did he tell everybody to go and and start rioting? No. I didn't think so. No, and it actually, um, I, I, I stayed for the whole speech, like, a ton of people did. Mm-hmm. And then we all headed to the Capitol because he said, let's go to the Capitol and, and peacefully let, peacefully let our voices keyword. be heard. And we get to the Capitol and we're like, what the hell's going on? Because it had already happened. I'm pretty sure I saw Democratic operatives instigating people to oh, cross totally. barriers. You were there that day. Yeah. What do you think? No, I mean, why, why, why would he tell people to do that? Why, why, why did the people who did that not wait around for him to tell them to do that? He said that around the end of his speech, if I remember correctly. It, it happened before he even said that, I, I believe. Mm-hmm. I mean, they, I think it, the it, timeline, it, didn't he speak? Because he was back at the White House and then he tweeted. So he yeah, tweeted. Yeah, but after people were still there and stuff, yeah. But it's but it started while he was still speaking, and 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 they talk about the fact that oh he didn't do anything for this amount of time. It's like well he was giving his speech and why did Nancy Pelosi deny his request? Actually, we have some thousand national National guards. Yeah. Well, it actually isn't in Pelosi's power. 
to it was deploy National to, to Guard. Well, she's Speaker of the House. She has no authority but, over but, that whatsoever. And but, frankly, I think that's a good thing. But, well, yeah, then, she does. but even so, isn't she? Do I, I? I love this kid. <clears throat> this kid is doing it. This is what you need to do, folks. Yeah. She. He is absolutely throttling this woman's ass. He's fucking telling her. No. No. Actually. She was given the authority by the president of the United States no, no. who the, gave her that authority to activate those troops. The Speaker of the House has authority over Washington, D.C. and the, the National Guard over the Capitol building. Yes. So and and the National it Guard there. Trump does not Pelosi's. have authority. That's why Pelosi would've, threatened would've, to punch him. Would have required mm -hmm. Pelosi's fucking authority. Yep. In, was, in charge of security. If there was the that Capitol great of a though? risk that she not was Nancy. offered them, then why didn't she? Uh, preemptively beef up Capitol Police, right. but she does have this the authority to do. Capitol Police are there. Uh, but apparently they were taken off guard. Yeah. Oh my God. I, I, you know, this is, uh, I really don't know where to start here. Uh, it's Nancy Pelosi's fault. It's Democratic operatives' fault. It's the police, Capitol Police's fault. I could listen to the talking heads all day long if I really fucking wanted to, but I don't really want to. So therefore, I'm going to turn those idiots off. But wow, that was a that was a pretty good video, especially when it got to the point of where he was fucking schooling her. I mean, she was getting yeah. a fucking. Oh, well, no, that's not what happened at all. Mm -hmm. It happened while he was still speaking. How could he have turned on the violence? Yep. Exactly. Yeah, if they would have kept the National Guard, like, like no one knew there was barriers on the property. Uh, people started going on the grass. Like, there, there were, I didn't know there was barriers. If, well, if there was cops right there or, like, the National Guard, they, a lot of us, like, oh, okay, we'll just move on, go back where we got to go. We'll just stay right here. I mean, we were going, there was supposed to be a rally. There was a scheduled rally at the Capitol building. I still have the schedule. I, still I didn't even know that. See, I didn't see to this day. I, you just, I never even knew there was a scheduled rally was, at the Capitol. It was on the other side of the building. Yep. It wasn't on the side of the building where we all were at the steps on the okay. eastern corner of the Capitol, but it was scheduled for the northeastern corner of the Capitol and it was scheduled for 1 p.m. Yeah. Yep. Uh, so we were like, well, that's where we were going. And we left a little before Trump stopped speaking because we knew there was, well, there was actually 6.7 million people there, but um, we knew there was, you know, millions of people that were going to be trying to get to the Capitol for the next rally. So we left a little before. And when we got there, they were, they had started flashbanging the crowd. But mm -hmm. right we got there. I got hit by some of it and I saw people get messed up. Oh, Yeah. And that's why what the guy who said that that same guy, yeah, he was a he was a boss on that interview. But where I challenge him and many others, where they say if they vandalized or hit someone, you know, take care of them. I'm like, eh, no, um, you you can't charge someone who was defending himself from actually already being attacked and beaten by armed officers that initiated attack for no reason on peaceful protesters that weren't causing any harm or violence at that time. So I think that's where a lot of people are getting, I'm like, you cannot do that. These people were legitimately defending themselves and the people around them from being attacked, legitimately attacked. Yeah. And the problem is, is that we're never going to hear that because they're never going to let that be played. And it's never going to be portrayed unless 
somebody else takes control of this January 6th committee and destroys it or turns it around and actually has it investigated what it needs to investigate, which is oh, yeah. wrongdoing in the whole event, because I'm pretty sure she knew well in advance that this was going to happen. I'm pretty sure everything that was staged to happen did happen just like she commanded it to. And not only that, on top of all of that, I should say, um, I, I don't believe for a second that, uh, you know, cause I know that there was a lot of people that were involved in this down from Pelosi all the way down through Miriam Bowser, all the way down to the chief of police at the time uh, for the Washington, D.C. police, because tell me something. Why did I see Metro Washington, D.C. police officers in an outer cordon around Trump's rally? However, you mean to tell me there was not a cop that knew that there were already protests scheduled for the other side of the Capitol at 1 p.m. in the afternoon, yet I didn't see a single D.C. police officer on the walk from the ellipse to the Capitol. Well, on, on top of that, we were we met a friend there who worked inside the White House. And when we went to leave to go to the Capitol, he got a he got a phone call and he was told, don't go to the Capitol. Just don't go. And that was, I believe, right, probably just before the the. Yeah. The, everything starting. Yeah. yeah. So I did notice this too. The entire day there, I didn't see any police activity until I actually got to the Capitol. But what was more interesting, the very next day when I packed up to go home and I went to go check out DC monuments, there was police everywhere. Yep. It just didn't make any sense. You know, Not the more time I get away from J6 and sit down and think about stuff, it's like, wait a second. You're, you start to put pieces together. Yeah, it, it, none of it none of it adds up. None of it makes any sense. Nobody can make sense of the retardedness because I <laughs> we were just we just read the other night the affidavit for the subpoena for Trump to testify in front of Congress. Yep. And when they started this thing, if you, if everybody remembers back in the day on when they opened the January 6th commission, whatever you want to call it, this inquiry, um, they gave themselves left and right limits. They said, look, we're not going to go into this. We're not going to go into this. One of the things they quickly discluded was anything to do with the 2020 election. However, now they're asking for communications that predate what she, what they what they outlined in their original scope and i hope trump says fuck you no i i really do because that would be the ultimate kick in their fucking ass because fuck you no you're not going to make me some fucking puppet going in front of you no he's got up until the day up until the day of his initial hearing so the 14th of november to say, no, nah, I'm going to plead the fifth. He's got to turn over documents on the... On the fourth. On the fourth, yeah. But that's if he doesn't try to stop that. Yeah, if he says, you already seized all my documents. Yeah, you've got everything. Yeah. Anyway, um, so last night we played uh, we played a, se a segment of Ted Cruz on The View, and you wanted me to play the whole thing. So I have that now, because he talks yeah, about... Yeah, but we, we're not doing that now. Well, he talks about January 6th and it being... Because he, he goes off on The View about January 6th. All right. So... If you must. Because it's still part of... They're trying to make it an election issue. Yeah, I know. 
try to say the election was fair and square and legitimate. You know who y'all don't do that to? You don't do it to Hillary Clinton, who stood up and said Trump but stole the election. You don't do it to Stacey Abrams, who said, who said that the election was stolen. They sat here yes. and said it was That's illegitimate, right. and, and, it and was. you guys were fine with it. Okay, so, so, so it's illegitimate did, did when Republicans she, did, win, the, but not when Democrats win. No, you know, here's the thing. We may not like when Republicans win, but we don't go and we don't storm. We don't try to change, but we'll go did I miss an entire year of Antifa riots where cities across this country were burning and, and police cars well, were being yeah, firebombed? Your that. position is the left doesn't engage in violence, really? No, they wanted to nuke our friend Mike Pence. Like, we how didn't do we do, make you sense just of accused that? us of doing something we didn't do. You said Hillary Clinton didn't say whatever she didn't say. I'm saying to you, listen. And she said we it's sitting here, and you we were fine come, with her saying it was illegitimate come, yes, for, for Republicans her it was. to win. She called so Donald Trump the next opinion. morning, and yeah. she conceded the election, Ted. Okay. Took the Look. Call. She sat there while oh, while Donald Trump Hillary was getting Clinton sworn says in. Trump is an illegitimate Two president. Hillary Clinton right. says the it's... election is stolen from you. Hillary Clinton in 2002, George W. Bush was oh, selected, not elected. Paperwork. Joe Biden, <laughs> Al Gore was was elected president. So Joe Biden yeah. claims George W. Bush is illegitimate. Other, right? or do, or do... Well, either way, I mean. I, Ted actually did pretty good there, I thought. Yeah, he for went, once. I mean, for once. Yeah, he's actually showing, I actually have a, a set of balls per K. Uh, apparently, per his, K. his wife takes them off the top of the refrigerator and gives them back to him. Every once in a while. Every once in a while. I guess she wasn't worried about the women on The View. Nah, I wouldn't be. They're all kind of uh, grotesque. Really old. <laughs> See, what I find interesting is their argument against January 6th, well, we didn't storm the Capitol. It's... See what they're what they're saying is they truly don't understand the First Amendment, where it says you have the right to petition your government to ad address your grievances, and that's what we did. That's what we the, attempted to do. The BLM riots didn't petition the government, and they didn't. Re I mean, I, they redressed their grievances in a different way, but it yep. wasn't towards the government. Yeah, it, by uh, going after small businesses and people. Oh, and they, yeah, they destroyed private property. They destroyed their own communities. They made black neighborhoods even worse than what it was before. They uh, made, May they, 29th, they set fire to the White House, to a guard post on the White House, but yep. still on the White House property, forced Trump into an underground, into the bunker. And yep. to to this day, that guard post is still a, a ruin, a burnt out husk. They They have yet to ever repair it. Doesn't surprise me. That oh, yeah. was actual insurrection. So, ex ex yes, I agree. Now, I've been saying this for over a year. A few things I've been saying for over a year. One, when we take back the midterms and you see us have control of Congress and more Republican governors. They're going to scream and melt down fraud, ingerilities. It was stolen. It's not, a, it's not a legitimate election. And then when 2024 comes along, when 20, well, in November 24, then January 25 comes around for the swearing in. When we take back the executive office, it's going to be much worse than what they're going to be doing in November. And but and they're going to make January 6th look like nothing 
ever, ever, ever happened on that day. It's, I mean, they've been saying it, it. So it's, they've been saying like Ted went back to 2002 when they were saying, oh, George Bush didn't win. There's been problems with our elections the past 22 years and they know it. And now it's just getting out of control because now everyone's realizing, no, something is up here. I think. I mean, I mean, look what happened. Look what happened to. Look what happened to Ron Paul. Ron Paul got screwed over. Yeah. He, there was a legit chance he could have been a president, but yeah. something Rock happened as well. Oh yeah. yeah. So we're gonna see. It's we're gonna win. We're of course we're gonna take back what we had to take back, and it's not finished yet. We can't relax. Once we take back certain positions in our government, that's not the end of it. We have to keep moving forward and not get complacent, but they're going to be crying that the moment, the night of the eighth, when Carrie Lake wins and other governors and politicians, the, the left, whatever you want to call them, they're going to scream and you're going to see people on Twitter, social media, these politicians screaming, it was stolen. It was rigged. It's going to, it's going to get bad. setting up the narrative for it. Oh yeah. And there you are too. Yeah. they're, They're leading it up already. Yeah. Oh yeah. Here's my thing. If they want an audit, I have no problem doing an audit. Like, prove it. Let, let me let me see. Legit, let's see the fraud. Let me see. I don't care where it's coming from. If there's fraud on either side, I want it hashed out, and I want it. I I want to know what's going on here. Fix it. So, yeah, it'll be interesting. And I I also do believe though, once the presidential election happens. They're gonna, there's going to be another January 6th, but it's going to be from the opposite side. And then January 6th won't even exist <laughs> what they're going to do. Or they're going to call it, it was a peaceful protest. They had to because, you no, know, there was some fraud going on. We don't know if this president actually was elected or if he was selected. So I think they've then, all been selected. Oh, yeah. Then the lastly, for over a year, the moment since the FBI came to my life, I've been calling out the FBI I exposed an FBI informant, Luke Robinson, for carrying a firearm. Firearm. He was removed from the Capitol FBI wanted list. And during my pretrial, I've gone to rallies calling out the FBI. I've gone. I've done shows like this on my social media. But it wasn't until, which is very disappointed that it took this long. But I'm glad it happened. It wasn't until the Mar-a-Lago raid this summer of back in August when everyone's like. Okay, this FBI's—they need to get out of here. They're too dangerous. This is this is observed. Like my guy, I've been saying that for over a year, and you guys are looking at me. I'm some crazy person, <laughs> but it happens. So that's all that matters. People are starting to see, like, okay, yeah, they they can't be an institution anymore. Well, the last two years have opened our eyes to many, many of our institutions and the corruption that I think has been there since their inception. We've just been blind to it until now yeah i say i i go blind i i'll i'll let blind you know there's a lot of people out there who are just blind but i for majority of it's complacency yeah I, we're, we're so silver sped uh silver fed uh fed with a silver spoon here in our country our country has been so great for us especially in our generation with all the technology wealth i mean you could be you could be considered poor but you have a 2015 car a roof over your head an xbox a smartphone and there's homeless people in Phoenix that are homeless, but they have a smartphone. So I don't know what true poor, what look, what poor looks like now, but I mean, I've had my struggles growing up, but 
we're we're just complacent here because what what all the great stuff we have here and now they're me being a, a devoted Christian, it's kind of God say, well, you better wake up and realize that this could disappear in a, in one night. So, uh, absolutely. Well, um, the opposite of God, Hillary, the devil, <laughs> opened her, and she does look like a devil. Satanic in this one. mouth. This one's ugly. Oh my! Oh, God. is that the right wing extremism? Yeah. Hello, indivisibles. I'm here to highlight something that <laughs> is keeping me up at night. And I know this group really understands what I'm about to say. I know we're all focused on the 2022 midterm elections, and they are incredibly important. But we also have to look ahead because you know what? Our opponents certainly are. Right-wing extremists already have a plan to literally steal the next presidential election. And they're not making a secret of it. The right-wing controlled Supreme Court may be poised to rule on giving state legislatures, yes, you heard me that correctly, state legislatures the power to overturn presidential elections. Just think, if that happens, the 2024 presidential election could be decided not by the popular vote or even by the anachronistic electoral college, but by state legislatures, many of them Republican controlled. But there's also good news in the face of this very real threat to democracy. Indivisible has launched Crush the Coup to make sure we're ready to defend democracy in 2024. They've put together a list of critical races in six key states and how you can get involved. Will you support Crush the Coup by donating to indivisible and state legislature candidates? Each of these races is highly competitive and your dollars could very well decide the winners and the winner of the next presidential election. This could not be more important or more urgent. Yeah. Not going to be her. Okay. Hopefully. Okay. Stop the coup. Stop the coup. Wait, wait, wait. All right. That sounds so familiar. Stop the steal. Um, hmm. Hmm, what do you know? But tell, tell me, babe, being, being the constitutional conservative that you are, do the state legislatures currently have the constitutional authority to overturn a presidential election? Yes, they do. Is that not built into the Constitution in the first place? Already is there. Yeah. But she obviously has not taken one fucking second to obviously read <laughs> the most no, important no, 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 no. document no, no, no. in our governing she history. Has absolutely read the Constitution, but she knows that her supporters have not taken the time to read the Constitution. They just believe whatever she tells them. She is depending on their idiocy on their sheepleness. I don't know what else to call them. Sheeple. That's the new idea of liberalism of where it's, it's a very fast, it's a fascist. The liberalism in America now is it's fascism. Absolutely. Because, because Hillary Clinton, you know, these, you know, I hear people on the conservative sides and Republicans. Oh, she's dumb. She's retarded. I mean, okay. Yeah. 
she's dumb in a lot of sense, but she's very intelligent too. I mean, look how she's able to manipulate and lead her own crowd. I mean, she went to a, a she went to a very bright college in New York. She's not dumb in the sense of she knows how to use the psychology of minds to control a crowd. And it's interesting, you know, I love how she said, stop the coup. What they're doing right now is they're preparing for a PSYOP, just like January 6th. I call January 6th, I'm, I'm writing, a, I'm getting, I'm going to write a book about it. You know, I'm getting all the details more and whatnot, but I'm calling it the DC massacre, American PSYOP. I mean, it's, it's comparable to the Boskin massacre when the British, because they were still under the British government at the time when they slaughtered nine Americans. And what did our federal government do? They slaughtered five Americans. Well, there were not. Boston was nine. Uh, we, we had five Americans slaughtered, but now they're coming after people and arresting them and raiding houses and spying on you. So that's why I call it the, the D.C. massacre. But also the American PSYOP. It was a PSYOP to overthrow a duly elected president and rigged an election. And it was a staged coup attempt that they framed on us when in reality they were the coup. And so what they're doing here is they say stop the coup. So what they're doing now is they're getting their their base wild up and they're going to use a psyop on them to think they're actually stopping a coup attempt when in reality they are the coup doing the coup. Yeah, I I, I could see that, but the uh, bu the Boston massacre was thirteen people who died. There were three people that died two days after the massacre. Okay, they were shot. Um, at, they were shot originally in the massacre. It was uh, thirteen that actually died. It was nine British soldiers that were held um, and, uh, under trial that Sam Adams eventually defended. That got them all. Oh, okay. Yeah, my bad. Okay. Yep. You got. Yep. Yeah. Okay. That was the Boston Massacre, but uh, neither ne neither here nor there. Uh, whether those two acts even compare, I I'm not a hundred percent because I'm not really sure. What, are we comparing? I guess America to the British government. I'm comparing the authoritarianism of or the tyranny, the tyranny yes, of one yes. compared to the tyranny yeah. of another. I yes. mean, I could see the comparison between. However, and I it, the thing that pisses me off and the thing that fucking makes me really angry is. Um, a lot of people keep talking about how supposedly we were armed. If I yes. hear that one more time, I think I'm going to puke. No, you know what? Because though? if we were armed that day, we would have taken the Capitol and we would still hold the Capitol today because we wouldn't have given that motherfucker up. What's this? Oh yeah. I completely agree with you. Wait, what's the this? What's this? This is, I, w I was armed. I had, I had two arms. <laughs> the only arm I had was my voice. <laughs> I lost my voice that day. I mean, I was, I mean, I, I mean, yeah, I was wild up because I was jacked at what they were doing. I'm like, this is crap what they're doing to us. So, but that's just, I think a lot of that's men instinct. It's natural in our behavior well, to get that way when you're seeing people getting hurt, especially me being an infantry my, Marine. My mentality is, uh, is no small thing. Actually, what uh, you just said about it kind of answers a lot of questions that, I think people had posed because there's been uh, what 14 Capitol police officers since January 6th that have taken their own lives. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. So, it, and I, 
I often wonder why, why, why did they kill themselves? What, what about January 6th? I mean, I get it. There are traumatic events that carry on, blah, blah, blah. I get all of that wonderfulness, but outside of that, what was so traumatic for them that they, you know, they had to take it all. Right. And then, uh, as you're, you're the way you're describing it and what you're saying and what I know took place January 6th, it would make sense that those 14 officers that have taken their own lives and they've been up and down and throughout the ranks, it's uh, neither officers like management. It's not midline officers. It's not just your basic patrolman. It's been all over the place. I wonder if they knew that that was what their job was to do and they can't live with themselves because of what they did that day. Yeah. Yeah. I guess. Yeah. I could see. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean it takes a lot to that, go after your own countrymen. So actually, I want to take this back. I want to. We said there was five people that were killed that day, but here's the sixth person. The American citizen that killed it, who killed himself because of the FBI persecution. That's on the hands of the government. Yep. yep. The one that was so waiting, waiting for trial. Yeah. And, uh, and I'll tell you what I was. The FBI took me to the VA hospital the same day they came to my house because with my, my VA disability, I was, I had, I wasn't thinking about it, but I felt, I know I've been doing counseling for so long with the VA and private counselors, you know, to better myself and be a better man and to learn to, to learn to live better and be happy. I knew the signs and, and it's when I heard about that, read about that, it just broke my heart, you know, just like, I did, uh, <laughs> So, yeah, it's, 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 it's just, it's just sad altogether, all the lives that were lost and officers that took, you know, but it, I, I, it goes back to the government. That's all it really comes back to what, what the government did to cause got, this sort of friction. Again, what got 6.7 million people to the capital, to the national capital region? On January 6th, and they have yet to find answer that one question, which would answer the rest of everything else. But since they don't want to answer that one question because it doesn't fit in the narrative that they want to believe, um, unfortunately, until we take back the House and until we take back the Senate, we're never going to get that answer. Yep. And I've spoke with Congressman uh, Gosar and Congressman Andy Biggs. If your viewers don't know, they're... Arizona congressman, House of Representatives, and they they spoke to me. Um, they're working on getting ready for committees and to do under closed doors hearings and finding out what really went on. And they know about Luke Robinson, the guy who was actually armed at the Capitol. No, 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 not closed doors. This needs to be all open. Yeah. This needs to be the most open this government has ever been everything needs to be done with a video camera in front of it Never because happened. we yeah. there's yeah. so much shit that has been done behind our backs we're all tired of it we're all sick of it fuck that shit do that shit in the open put it on fucking prime time so everybody's home from work fuck budweiser would jump at that the shit new, to sponsor the new january 6 committee meetings committee yeah. hearings and i'm looking forward to uh Luke Robinson being called into question. How how do you meet me ten days after the FBI 
came to my house, then you disappear when I get arrested. Then I find out like six months later, you were there and you had a gun on you and you removed from the cat, the wanted list. And you were actually, and you were actually part of the whole instigation where I see you in a huge crowd smiling and getting people wild up. <laughs> why, why can't we see Ray Epps testimony that supposedly he gave? Oh yeah. They, so mission. One of my good buddies, who has a big uh, telegram and Twitter account. His, his lawyer and him asked for that. What do you call it? A uh, FOIA. Met, yeah. FOIA met well, what the script, what they had. The transcript. Yeah. The tran they're fight the government's fighting it. They don't want to give it to him, even though they want it for his defense. Of course. So so they're they're doing everything in their is that, power uh, to is that is that Trennis? Uh no, this guy's from Ohio. Okay. Alex Shepard. He he's yeah. a very great guy. Young kid, only like well, I mean, I'm I'm almost twenty seven. He's like twenty two, so <laughs> Yep. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Amazing. They rated. They rated his. He lived with his parents at the time. You know, he works hard. They raided his parents' house. His parents were freaking out. I and as he tells me, his parents, his parents are open Biden voters. But now, because of what they're doing to to their son, and what they're seeing in the economy, they're really starting to question things now. Well, good. I guess there's some good to come of it. I mean, it's not great, but there's some good. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Well, but it's, it's interesting times. All right. Um, well, MJ, this has been amazing. Thank you so much for joining us tonight. We really appreciate it. We love getting the firsthand accounts of January 6th. I appreciate it. Thank you. you. Know, where uh, there were so many of us there. And I, I, you, go, you go into any crowd, uh, literally every crowd we've gone to, Tampa, Dallas, Charleston, you know, I'm like, how many people were at January 6th? And half the room raises their hand. It's... Everybody oh, yeah. went. Actually, was, am I able to show you guys a uh, photo on share yeah. screen? Uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I don't think I have it locked. I think you can. You should be uh, able to. Yeah. Uh, Go to settings. No, it's open to them. It should be open. Let yeah. me know if you see this. You're good. No, Not it doesn't come uh, Hold on. I got to add it to the screen. Oh, there it goes. There it goes. Yeah. Look at oh, the crowd picture. right there. Wait, which picture? Which picture? Yeah, highlight which one it is. Blow up which one it is. Oh, I, I am. It's, oh, it's you're in a different window. You got to put it back in that same window that you're sharing. Oh, okay. Yep. Yeah, we got some pictures from... Uh, the secret service, some friends of Mick that work in the secret service and they were up on top of the buildings taking pictures of the crowd that day. And they happened to be the same pictures that Trump used in his, uh, most recent filing or yep. post or whatever it was. There we go. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, oh no. I, we saw this. Yeah. This is, yeah. there's people all the way down. Yep. All the way back the street. There. Yeah. Way back almost to the building. Yeah. And oh, yeah. it's just amazing. <laughs> oh, yeah. But no, I appreciate you guys. And thank you. Not a problem. We appreciate having you on. Oh, yeah. Thank you. I'll, we'll stay All in right. touch. I yeah. appreciate it. Thanks, All right. God MJ. bless, guys.
Have a great one. Have a great one. Biden sucks stuff. MJ's well past doxing himself because he's he's already been in jail for what he did on January 6th. There's that great little um, law called the double jeopardy. Yeah, so you can't be. You they, can't they get can't, it twice. They can't try him again. So anyway. Um, yeah. I mean, as long as they keep bringing up January 6th, we're going to keep trying to bring the truth to it because uh, they're just giving I'm us gonna, more, more opportunity you know, to do so. You guys were asking what I thought. I'm going to hold hold my Hold my comments until okay. some more research is done. Okay. Sounds like a plan. So, I gotcha. Yeah. There were some things said there. I know. Mm -hmm. I gotcha. Mm -hmm. I understand. Yeah. All right. Oh, back to Pelosi. Pelosi. Back to where we started. Well, speaking, of, to speaking of democracy on the ballot. <laughs> All right. Take it to the bank. I have to ask you about the January 6th committee on Friday. They officially subpoenaed Donald Trump. Do you think he'll actually appear for the deposition? And what does it say to the American people if he doesn't? I don't think he's man enough to show up. What was I'm sorry, Madam Speaker, I, I, I literally could not hear what you said. I said you asked me if I thought he was going to show up. And I said, I don't think right. he's man enough to show up. I don't think his lawyers oh. will want him to show up because he has to testify under oath. But I don't, I don't think he'll show up. I don't think he's man enough. We'll see. Let's see if he's man enough to show up. And a public should make and a judgment. Then, no one is above the law. If we believe that, then they should make a judgment about how he responds uh, to that request. And if he and if he doesn't respond to that request, what should the American people take from that? I should take that he thinks that he is above the law. Uh, whatever actions the committee may take is up to them. I've kept my distance from their decision making. Uh, but whatever uh, they decide uh, will also send a message about his respect. He isn't honoring the oath we take to protect and defend the Constitution of the United States. That's a serious oath that we all take. And uh, uh, clearly, he, most of us have more respect for the office he held than he had. But why are we talking about him? We're talking about the future. Babies born now will live into the next century. We want to make sure that we have a world that is safe for them, a democracy that is strong for them, and values that uh, are respected, the dignity and worth of every, every person. You know, I... I think I'm going to do this from now on. You're going to throw up when Nancy Pelosi comes on? When, when, she, when this old broad finally kicks a fucking bucket, I'm going to go find out where she's buried. I'm going to drink myself silly, and then I'm going to piss all over her grave. Why wait till she's buried? Just piss on her now. Good point. <laughs> Good point. <laughs> Who's down? Who wants to go to a road trip? <laughs> B double E double R U N B double E double R U N B run. All we need is ten and a five sober keys and a sober drive. Oh, good God! B double E double R U N B run. Yeah. Oh wow. Okay. Midterms are approaching. Midterms are coming. 13 days, 13 days, 13 days, folks. 13.
And we may be in the final months of the Nancy Pelosi era as House Speaker. If Republicans gain control of the chamber, she'll lose the gavel and may decide to retire as well. Tonight, congressional correspondent Chad Pergram looks at some of the big changes that could be in store for the next Congress. It's an understatement to say that House Speaker Nancy Pelosi is coy about her political future. Do you intend to be here in the new Congress as the speaker, as the as the minority leader? I'm strictly focused on winning the next election. Do you want to talk about that? Democrats are in the dark. I think people are looking for um, a cue from the speaker. I think she probably wants to get through this election. I haven't gotten any signals from her. Pelosi sticks to a singular mantra. First we win, then we decide. Pelosi hinted this would be her last term when Democrats considered imposing term limits for leaders. What I said then is whether it passes or not, I will abide by the, uh, those limits that are there. But nothing's locked in. She is a master of um, using words that will mean certain things to specific people in the room and then go back and say, hey, check the receipts, check the transcripts. I actually didn't say that. House Minority Leader Kevin McCarthy is looking to become speaker if Republicans win the House. Will you be speaker in January? I believe so. We'll win the majority and I'll be speaker, yes. But McCarthy stumbled to become speaker seven years ago after suggesting the GOP only investigated Benghazi to undercut Hillary Clinton. Everybody thought Hillary Clinton was unbeatable, right? But we put together a Benghazi special committee. Some Republicans use that remark as justification to oppose McCarthy. If his margin isn't big enough, I think he's going to struggle. He's he's one landmine away from just blowing himself up. It's believed that McCarthy will succeed so long as former President Trump backs him. By contrast, Mitch McConnell isn't in Trump's good graces. Mitch McConnell is a disgrace. McConnell could be on thin ice if the GOP doesn't claim the majority, but he insists he has the votes. I've been elected eight times without opposition. If anybody wants to challenge me, have at it. If McConnell is the GOP leader next year, he'll surpass late Montana Senator Mike Mansfield as the longest serving Senate party leader in history. Rich? That cannot happen. I can versus Rhino. I cannot express to you all we how that that cannot Kevin happen. Kevin or the turtle? No, we we don't. The first of all, McCarthy. The problem with McCarthy is McCarthy's a pussy. Yep, he's a huge, gigantic pussy. I can see it in the way he talks, just the way he carries himself. He's a gigantic fucking pussy, folks. He will bend and break at the first sign of trouble. Now, on the other hand, McConnell, he's just an old goat. He's run by the Chinese. Somebody put him out to pasture, please. He is married to a yeah, he's got Chinese yellow, spy. He's got yellow fever. Okay, we get it. Dim Sum is his fucking little kid. I get it. But fuck already. Somebody get that old freak and get him the fuck out of there. Agreed. Holy fucking shit. You're not supposed to die in the office. Well... I find it really, really interesting that Biden said two days ago that he could drop dead any minute. And then today he got his fifth COVID shot. <laughs> I was like, uh, I, I oh, you know, the irony. I, I wanted you to call. I almost told you to call this episode. Uh, roll the bones. Roll the dice. Yeah, because fucking that's exactly what he's doing. I, I watched him get poked this afternoon, folks. Oh, we're all going to watch I, it in a minute. I was we're waiting to, to see to him do the whole Weaver and then, uh, and then fall over. But Nothing. In in well, well, he doesn't have a soul anyway, I, so it doesn't I, really we're, matter. We're gonna we're gonna get to that, but um, 
Oh, actually, we, I don't know if we are because we don't have a lot of time left. It's oh, it's almost time for our yeah, tribute. Our but, tribute. But do uh, do this first. Yeah. yeah, we're getting we're getting into the the COVID stuff because there's a bunch of it. So all across the country, Democrat candidates, not candidates themselves, but the party, yeah. was putting money in primaries into the races of the extreme Trump-endorsed candidates, as opposed to the moderate Republicans that were running because they wanted those extremists oh, yeah. to win because they knew that the Dems had a better chance of winning their races against the extremist candidates than they did against the moderate Republicans. A fierce gubernatorial race is underway between current Secretary of State Democrat Katie Hobbs and Republican candidate Carrie Lake. Our undercover journalist sat with Becky Hobbs, that's Katie Hobbs's twin sister, and uncovered a surprising, if not shocking, national Democrat strategy to help Carrie Lake win her primary. So the Dem Party put money into those extremist races so that that would be And okay, so on election night, on primary night, when we, we were at Katie's event on primary night and she didn't know the night of the election who her opponent was going to be, but Karen Taylor Robeson was up by 10. Yeah. And it was kind of like it took the air out of the room because everyone knew that Katie was polling better against Carrie Lake. And everyone knew that Katie had a better chance to win against Carrie Lake. Everyone wanted Carrie Lake to be the nominee. So it was kind of like this sigh of relief when Carrie Lake actually ended up winning. Yeah. Because Katie, it's a better opponent for her. Because yeah. she, because she's, she's, she's yeah. Yeah. so it will be easier for her to win. Yeah. Right. This brings into question rhetoric in the news media, urging that democracy itself is at stake in this midterm election. So which is it? Are Trump-backed candidates a genuine threat, or is it all engineered by the Democratic Party to alter public perception for their benefit? You decide. Reporting from Phoenix, Arizona, this is James O'Keefe with Project Veritas Action. Or the third option is, do the Democrats fund their own demise? So, I, you know, that, that brings up a great fucking point. Are, 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 is this about to, because I, I was thinking about this earlier today when they were talking about this. Is this the ultimate backfire? Yeah. I mean, they're throwing money into into Carrie Lake and Doug Mastriano, and holy shit. Well, we knew they were doing this. We already talked about this. We talked about this months ago that they were backing the extreme right candidate. And we all said the same thing. I don't think they realize what's really going on here. Why didn't they do it for Candace? Great point. Unless they consider Brian Kemp to be the extreme right candidate. Uh, Unless... Or they thought they could beat Kemp there, easier than Kemp. There was a, I, I think there's another option there. Hmm. Yeah. I think there's a way bigger option there. Hmm. I think Trump's got something on Kemp. Oh, yeah. And I think Trump wants Kemp to win because Trump wants to confront Kemp. Maybe. Because I, I, I don't, I don't understand how... Kemp, Worthless Burger, and Carr. Carr were all reelected to the, or all primaried, and every single one of them won. 
Yeah. With, and the like, way they won the vote, was exactly the same. Yeah. It's almost like that was a Republican attempt at stealing an election. Yep. And I don't want to give any ammo to the Democrats, but at the same time, I also want to see it done fairly. I want to see our votes count. Um, because even today, they are so... All right, so the narrative has shifted, folks, just in case you're not aware. If you didn't hear Hillary say it earlier, the narrative has shifted. They are not talking about 2022 anymore. No, they're moving They're on already to on to 2024. Yep. This is where Republicans suck because what we do is stick with 2022 into and through 22. We don't even start talking about 24 until well after 22 is done. Yeah. We need to stop that and start doing that earlier. We need to start right now looking at 24. 22 is done. It's decided. People are already voting. We're talking millions of ballots have already been cast. Mm -hmm. Granted, they're all liberal. I know. I know because us re real Republicans, us patriots. That they may take our lives, but they'll never take our freedom. We're standing by for election day to go vote in person. Yep. Because that's the way Republicans vote. Or you have your mail-in ballot. You're just waiting to take it to the ballot office on fucking election day because you don't want people to steal your vote. Yeah. We have these commercials running right now, back to back to back to back to back to back to back in Georgia. They talk about how on November 8th, you're going to vote. On November 9th, your family, your coworkers, your friends, your business colleagues will all know if you voted. They won't know who you voted for, but they'll know whether they'll know or not if you, you voted. If you voted or not. Mm -hmm. Your voting record will be public. Yep. Not who you voted for, but how often you voted. And you know, I didn't think anything of it until she said something about it last night. She said to me, she goes, doesn't that sound like a threat to you? Yeah. And I was like, at first I was like, no, but then I heard the commercial about 12 more times. And there are a couple that, yeah, it sounds like a downright fucking threat. Yeah. Oh yeah. Like, look, we're going to publish your fucking voting record. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 Absolutely. Hmm. Same. I just want to see all the dead people voting. That's all. Yeah. You know, I, I was joking about it, but I, I, now that I think about it, I'm not joking anymore. I think we should also, uh, on election night, we should divide our forces. We should sit down, watch all the ballot boxes, first of all, all day long, from the time the ballot boxes open to the time they close at night, videotaping everybody that comes up. And make sure they can see that video camera, folks. I mean, I'd even put like one of those white bubble signs above it. You're on camera. Because I, I want them to know that, hey, look, dumbass, we're going to catch you. Yeah. But then I want another, the other half of the group, whoever's at the ballot box that day, the other half of group is at the cemetery. Because the goddamn zombies get up and they go vote. Folks, if we don't stand in the cemeteries and watch the goddamn cemeteries, the dead people can't vote. <laughs> Jesus, what's wrong with you? No, however, that that's that's interesting because I follow the obituaries, right? I'm tracking how many people died in our area over a 30-day period. Because it's It'd be really interesting, though, on November 9th to check 
the names of the people that died in the last 30 days against the voter rolls. Yep. On Echovia. That's the obituary site that I check. So, and it's tapered off a little bit. It was the highest I saw it over a 30 day period was 8,808. Mind you, when I started tracking it a year and a half ago, it was about 3,500 every 30 days. The highest I saw it get a couple weeks ago was 8,808. Now it's at like 8,700. I, I just, but fuck, what else are we supposed to do? I guess we got to watch the cemeteries too to make sure those fuckers don't crawl out of their graves and go fucking well, start voting. Right now we need to get high. Because they always vote Democrat too, those bastards. Before, well, before if we you go voted Republican, I would be okay with it. But they never do. But they always vote Democrat. They vote Republican the entire time they're alive. And then as soon as they turn, as soon as, as, they, soon die, as they die, they just fucking up and turn Democrat. I don't get it. I don't know. Don't know. Can't tell you. I, I guess libtards are special. It, it, especially they progressive. They're especially special. I guess. Kids from your bong. And, uh, yeah, I don't get it. I don't know. All right. All good. Roll it up. Pack it up. Light it up. Smoke it up. Whatever you got. In memory of our dear friend Justin Anders from Cannabis in Combat. Who would be so proud of Nick right now. No shit. Be like, dude, you psycho. So Chad in our Telegram sent me a link to uh, Higher Side Chats episode, which I love Greg Carlwood. I love the Higher Side Chats. Um, that's the one you listened to one time. You were in the shower and you were like, who is that? Remember? Yeah. It was back at the old house. Anyway. Um, and uh, I said I need to get this guy on. And I listened to the episode, or at least the first hour that's free, because I've yet to subscribe to the Higher Side Chats, but I might after this one. I keep saying that, but trying to save money, not spend it anyway. Um, but, uh, this research Chad lines up a lot with what we found out about, you know, our creation and the Elohim and all of that. So I am very interested in getting this guy on. We'll see how it goes Hit that, babe. Uh, Spindlemeyer, yes. Justin took his own life July 10th of this year. I'm very sorry to say. It was, it is devastating, heart, heartbreaking. We've been doing our best to keep his channel alive. Um, we went to his memorial. We did a, a memorial bike ride for him um, the first weekend of October. We went out and we live streamed the bike ride um when it first happened we did a a, a virtual wake for him yeah I hit it but yes we miss him every single day it sucks there you go babe that one's yours 
Yeah. How about it? Good job, babe. <coughs> so, yeah. And I always so, find it interesting. Almost every show, someone pops in because we're still we're broadcasting on his channels. It was very, it is very sad. But someone pops in and they're like, "Where's Justin? Did something happen to Justin?" So, so I'm trying to keep it going. Yep. Get to as many people as we can. Yep. You gonna hit that? Not right now because we're in the middle of the show. Okay. It takes too long. Oh Jesus! You big bitch. I am. All right. Big so, bitch. all right. Back to this. All right. Anyway, we got a win today. Well, New York City got a win today, a big win. So my name's Chad Lavalia. I'm an attorney who gets to represent these fine men and women over here. Um, what just happened was the judge found that the city's vaccine mandate is unconstitutional, violates the separation of powers, found it to be arbitrary and capricious. Um, he found the commissioner's order mandating private and public employees to get vaccinated was arbitrary and capricious. And um, it's null and void, essentially. So we just defeated the vaccine mandate for every single city employee, not just sanitation, FDNY, NYPD, Department of Corrections, for all the brave men and women who have been our first responders and have been brave through all this, you're now free. And you should be able to go back to work. Fucking A. It's about time. Yep. Now, now we got to do it countrywide. And I know this cat. I know his voice. I know his face. I've met him before. I think he's come down for the no, parade. No, he comes down for St. Patrick's Yeah, he's come yeah, down for the parade. Before. Yes, yeah. right? We yep. know this yep. cat. Yep. I didn't yep. know he was a lawyer, though. But yeah. That's amazing. I didn't know he was doing that. That's for damn sure. That's amazing. That is amazing. So, yes, New York. And um, if you if you remember for all their city employees, this is everybody. This everybody. understand and what he's saying. He's not saying this is just for the firefighters. This is just no. If you are a city employee of New York City, you do not have to get the vaccine. You don't have to do it. And you re you remember just yesterday, I think it was, or maybe it was maybe it was last week that we played the other. Uh, Project Veritas clip of the the mayor of New York's yep. aide saying "fuck them." Yeah, no, they 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 didn't get something that was easy and good for humanity, and and fuck them, they're done, and and now they're now nope, you got to hire now, them back no, 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 and no. pay them back pay. Yeah, they owe them back pay, back too. pay. And so New York if you is got already fucking broke, by if the way. you got fired or yeah, if you got fired two years ago because you spoke out against the vaccine. Now, the ones that quit, I, I wonder about. No, I guarantee the ones that quit, they're not getting hired. They're, they're not getting no. hired back. No. Um, the ones that got fired, That's though. why we kept telling people, don't quit. Let them fire you. Don't quit. Let them fire you. Yeah, because. <laughs> this is why. Holy shit. Yeah. Oh, yeah. This is huge. So a New York judge ruled that it was. Unconstitutional. And capricious. Yeah, for you to be forced to get yeah. a vaccine that you're not required. Arbitrary and capricious. Yep. Yet Pfizer, Moderna just put in their whatever, their fucking mm -hmm. it on the kid's schedule and shit. I mean, come on. Oh, yeah. Oh, Shit's yeah. Now, now you're now. Your child will be required to get it, but you won't. See, here's my fear. 
Okay. Because we talk about this, like with the Republicans that in, in every political cycle, right? Our memories are so short. So, right. The Republicans only, they concentrate on such a short period of time. They wear, they wear blinders and their blinders are long and thick. And so is the general population. So right now we're, we're carrying on about the vaccine and we're screaming from the rooftops and we're praying that everybody doesn't die. But in a couple of years, when the kids that somehow managed to get pregnant after getting jabbed when they were 15 or 16, in, in five, six, 10 years, when they have babies and those babies just automatically get injected with the COVID jab, like... Yep. Are they going to remember how bad this is? They're still giving out the HPV jab. Fuck, folks, we're still funding gain-of-function research on COVID in America now. We're not even doing it in a third-world country where if it goes bad, it fucking kills billions of people on the other side of the world. No, we're doing this in an American city. Mm Mm-hmm. In Boston. In Boston of all places. Of all places. Fucking Boston. Jesus Christ. I've I've heard some retarded shit before in the past, but this has got to take the cake. Yeah. Now we're doing gain-of-function research with a fucking disease that we already know isn't lethal to the younger population. It is now. But it's funny, man, when you mix two of the variants together, now it's super lethal to the younger population. And we know it's in Boston. So what happens when that bitch is out here on the ground in America? Exactly. I, 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 shit. I, I don't know if there's anything more to be said about that. Be honest with you, but we're retarded. That's all I can say. Force children to get the China virus jab as a condition of attending GovEd. Absolutely not. As a matter of fact, when I first heard this a couple of nights ago as a mother, I was horrified and I immediately stepped out. I happened to be with a a gaggle of reporters and I said, just uh, for the record, this will not be happening in Arizona. Our children are not guinea pigs. This is an experimental shot. We have the intelligence to do a little research on it. We've seen the VAERS reports, even though the media is not covering it and the media is part and parcel to pushing this agenda, we're not going to force our children to get an experimental shot that when you even look at the, uh, whether this works, the efficacy of it, it's questionable. Look at who's getting COVID in record numbers, the people who've already gotten the shots. And then we look at our young, healthy population, Chris, You see these soccer players who have the healthiest hearts on the planet and they're dropping dead on the field after getting these shots. You're seeing people who've had no health problems after they get the shots, they all of a sudden have a plethora of health problems. We will not be forcing any child to get an experimental shot in order to get an education, not in Arizona. We will push back against these unelected bureaucrats in the CDC and every other government agency. They are not elected by the people and they do not control the people. Yeah, my opinion is, as a conservative, we we ought to be data-driven in decisions concerning public health. It's got to be data-driven and science-driven, not politically driven. And it's been driving me bonkers seeing politics getting into medicine. And and the data has been terrible on this shot. 
And we know that a lot of the people in these government agencies have their tentacles wrapped up in big pharma. We need to separate those two and do true, pure science based on true fact. Yeah, true, pure science based on true fact. True go, fact. Go talk to the Surgeon General in Florida. He's no shit. Starting at least. He's trying to. I mean, I can't say he's starting, but he's trying to. I mean, he at least did a study. He did. But um But it's getting better. So. so then Katie Hobbs was asked the same question. Really? Yeah. Not Katie Hobbs. Yeah. In a, they in a found more, her? They, they did. They, they did. She was more, hiding under a bench? Uh, in a parking lot, actually. In a parking lot. Yeah, they had to hunt her down because she doesn't actually do interviews, you know. Would you allow the COVID vaccine to go on the vaccine schedule for children to attend school? Uh, is that... I, I, is, Sorry, so the CDC oh. is um, sort of moving toward adding the, the COVID vaccine to the recommendation for um, you know school vaccines. It's up to the states to actually decide what's on that list for in their state. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, would your Department of Health Services put the COVID vaccine on the list of required vaccines for, for children in school? Uh, that is not something I have contemplated so yeah really it's not abortion or um that's not on the, yeah. the list of topics that i'm going to talk yeah. about tonight in my debate with, it's not um, it's not part of the narrative oh that reminds me too tonight is the oz fetterman debate fetterman she, she's debate. not debating carrie lake she refused to debate oh did she yeah, yeah, yeah. oh okay yeah that's she's cool. absolutely not debating well it's probably good she's got a really weak chin i don't know if you all saw that she really does yeah I, she get knocked the fuck out pretty quick. Even a rookie puncher can catch her and knock her the fuck out. Interesting that she has a twin sister. <laughs> Interesting, isn't it? Yeah. Because uh, what normally flows with a twins? Makes for a really easy body double. What also? But what also flows really easy with twins too? Hmm. Blood. Yeah. Normally, a lot of twins, identical ones especially, oh, yeah. are each negative. True. Because the identical ones are the RH negative. That's the weird ones. Those are the ones like, holy shit, you can't tell the difference between the two sisters and you're dating one of them. You're like, I don't know which one you are, but. Mm, true that. Actually, that's not completely true because I dated sisters before and that was weird. They both came differently. That's how I knew which one. I <laughs> <laughs> they did. Wow. Okay. A little, a little oversharing there. Excellent. But that's how I figured it out. So I wouldn't use their name until the end of the night after I figured out which one I was with. I was uh -huh. like, oh, yeah. Oh, so they were trying to play you, but you figured it out? <laughs> yeah. So you were dating sisters, but you thought you're only, they, they were pretending like you're only dating one of them? Yep. Gotcha. See? Good way, good way to know. Anyways. Oh. <sighs> it's the funny things you pay attention to. I wonder if that's how Joe figures out which child he's with. No. That's disgusting. If I could wave a wand, I'd cure cancer. Why? Because no one believes it can be done. But we're starting to do it. There's nothing beyond our capacity. I mean it. Not a joke. Not a joke. Hey, not have they joke. not done a focus group on Joe whispering yet? Probably not. I'm just saying, because, you know, you would think these retards would have already said, hey, look, Joe, in this focus group we did, when you whisper, it sounds like you really are a fucking pedophile. You're no longer a PDF file. No, you're a full-blown pedophile. Yeah, I was, I wish, oh man, I wish I was talented enough that I could put words and music together and 
put it down on a piece of paper to where I could actually make a song. And I wish I could fucking take careless whisper and turn it into creepy <laughs> whisper and put a bunch of Joe lines in there. Oh. I think that'd be hysterical. Yeah, That's just that, my opinion. That, yeah. We'll we'll send that over to like Bryson or, uh, or Alonzo or something. That song idea. That'd be great. Now who, who played uh Deadpool? Uh, Ryan, Ryan Reynolds. Reynolds. Send it to him. And have him do it, because that'd be even funnier, probably. Does he drink the blood of children? <sighs> I heard they got Chris Pine going that way. I don't know. I actually have to go look. Yeah, Chris Pine went full up. Illuminati. I hope not, because I really like Chris Pine as an actor. Yeah, no, he went. He's a he's a good actor. Yeah, nope, not uh, anymore. That's a good one, that one. Nope. That's a good bean right there. Please do. Um I don't know. Talk about anything like foxhole kitchen table. Oh, Leanna's show this morning. I popped oh. in for a little bit. Did you? Yep. Fuck. Because I, I someone was talking about uh, a whiskey, cream whiskey, and I was like, fuck, no, no. So I, I popped on and gave my my recipe for Irish whiskey. There you go. Irish uh, Baileys. Irish cream. My Irish cream, my homemade Baileys. And then I took a nap before you got home and took a nap. Yeah. It was nice. Anyway, see. Okay. So you're just gonna have to keep. Going. If you thought it was about your health, it's never been about your health. It's never been. About Did you go? Health. Guys, go a little overboard on uh, suing businesses for not, you know, for not having masks and stuff. Uh, no, we, what we did is we saved lives, Eric. I mean, the fact is, there are ten thousand uh, restaurants, about fifteen hundred bars in the state of Minnesota. Uh, almost everybody put their customers and their employees first. Uh, we had some people who didn't. Uh, we tried to negotiate with them and they wouldn't listen. Uh, and so we could not allow them to uh, flout the law. How dare you question my authority? How dare you? Oh, shit. Rika? Are you kidding me? Uh... Only in this day and age. Only in this fucking day and age. Never any other day and age. Nope. Never. What? Anyway. I have no idea where it went. I gotta find it again. Um, let me do this first. Okay. You do that first. So, good old Joe. Because it's always been about authority. Got his fifth shot today. But first, he had some words. He had so to say something. Of course, he had please to say something. Come on. Be respectful and quiet and listen to our supreme leader as he gives you advice about your health. Because remember, he knows what's best for you. The government loves you, the government knows what's best for you, and you should listen to them. Because they will give you everything you ever need and everything you ever want. Absolutely. You will, you will own nothing. And, and you'll, you'll be eat the bugs and you'll be happy. You'll be happy. Aru. Yes, I'm totally channeling Justin right there. Yeah. <laughs> and then Joe said this. As we enter this new moment in the battle against COVID, let's use it to start fresh as a country, to put all the old battles over COVID behind us, 
to put all the partisan politics aside. Says the man who calls us mega MAGA Republicans and fascists and said he was going to shut down the virus. But now we need to just put it all behind us. And all to the side, apparently. And all to the side and and get rid of the partisan politics. What the fuck is wrong with this dude? Um, This dude is out there flapping. I know. Fuck Joe Biden. Fuck him. Just fuck him right in his goat's ass. Fuck you, Joe Biden. (laughs) Fuck you. Virtually every COVID death in America is preventable. Virtually everyone. Almost everyone who will die from COVID this year will not be up to date on their shots or they will not have taken Paxlovid when they got sick. Oh, wow. Wow. That's a uh, shit. I'm sorry. Hold on. Hold on. You better work, you piece of shit. The pandemic of the unvaccinated dark winter is coming. It's a bold strategy, Cotton. Let's see if it pays off for him. I mean, seriously, let's see if it pays off for him. That's a bold strategy. Yeah. You think he's got it in him? I don't know. But remember to take your Paxlovid so that you can get COVID again 30 days later, but only if you've gotten your shot. Almost immediately 30 days later, too. Yep. By the way. But you have to get your shots first so that Paxlovid works to get you COVID twice. Go get your shots. Yes. Because you got to have that second, third booster. Yes, you're right, Linz. If you've gotten three shots and you die, it's still your fault because you could have gotten five shots. You should have gotten four. Good afternoon. I'm here today with uh, my COVID team, as well as leaders from some of America's top pharmacies, Walgreens, CVS, Rite Aid, Albertsons. And we're here with a simple message. Get vaccinated. Update your your COVID vaccine. It's incredibly effective, but the truth is not enough people are getting it. We've got to change that so we can all have a safe and healthy holiday season. That's why I'm getting my shot updated today. That's why he's getting his shot updated today. That's why they're freaking out because not enough people have gotten their vaccine. Well, the, you you did not enough people. You have did their hear shots. that they just spent like fucking some one hundred ten billion dollars on the jab and um, Paxlovid, and they spent all this money now, and they have all these drugs. Yet they had to throw out almost fucking four million dollars worth of fucking vaccines because they expired. Yeah, people wouldn't no come and get them. them. And now you heard that uh, that Pfizer and Moderna have increased the cost of the jab. Yep, to a hundred and ten dollars a shot. Yep. So that means that like every bottle's worth like a million dollars or something ridiculous. Close like that. to something like that. Um, but I, I heard a great conspiracy theory today. This is a fun, this is a hopium conspiracy theory. You know, I like that hopium going on right now. Yeah. Pull up, pull up the, the, the video of Joe getting his shot while I, while I, while I talk about this. Cause um, this came from Alex Berenson's Substack. Let's see. Um, this was really interesting. Uh, you, you didn't even get to the good part about this. What? You didn't even get any of the good parts. I can't believe you. What? Miss fucking doom and gloom over here, folks, did not get any of the good parts of this conversation. So l- let's talk about what Joe talked about. Joe sat there and said that, you know, 
right now, there's still, you know, there's 800 some odd people that died last month from COVID. Okay. And he said, you know, you guys, you know, should just go out and get your vaccines. So that way we don't have these people dying from COVID. Blah, blah, blah. And I was thinking to myself, I'm like, wait a minute, Joe. You mean to tell me that all of those people that died had not been jabbed? No, they didn't have their fifth shot. They had been jabbed, but were not up to date on their jabs. Correct. So the problem is, is their immune system completely shut down. No. The problem is, is consumer efficiency behind the jab. He's uh, our chit chat. What we talk about here, how we discuss the jab has started to wear on that consumer market. And we're kind of putting a dent in it. We're kind of saying, nah, not so quick ass clowns. Nah, you don't go sticking this shit in any human being. This is disgusting. Fuck's wrong with you. It's starting to have an effect. We are starting to reap some of what we've sown. We've sown a lot, but we're just now starting to see some of the returns because we're hearing more and more about more countries just dumping the vaccine. It won't be long if we continue with this trend where that's going to be happening here too. All right. So let me, let me read this. This is titled The Best Conspiracy Theory You'll Hear Today. It's from Alex Berenson. Given how unbelievably badly the Omicron-specific boosters are performing and the ongoing um, issue with all-cause mortality in the mRNA countries, is it possible that Pfizer plans to price their mRNA shots at $110 or more a jab going forward to discourage widespread use? Insurers might suck up paying $20 a shot for a zero-efficacy vaccine for 150 million people. In the American medical system, $3 billion is barely a rounding error. But at $120, the cost would be $18 billion, more than insurers spent on any other drug in 2021. At that spending level, insurers will start to fight. They may well balk at paying without currently non-existent evidence that the boosters are useful. In other words, is the pricing a backdoor way to withdraw the shots? Interesting. Meaning it was too expensive for the government? Too expensive for the, well, because it's not the government paying for it. The insurance, people's insurance companies are paying for it. No, 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 no. We're paying for it. Not anymore. Not anymore. No, no, no. Now, Oh no, you're now right. Your because, insurance company yeah, pays for it. Now yes. we got rid of all the other shit. Yeah. yeah. So now your insurance company That's pays right. for it. So if they're charging $120 a shot, the insurance companies want to see that it's at least effective because otherwise they're paying out for the shot and then they're turning around and paying out all these but, but medical bills. One injury. more time. Joe used some very specific words to say today. Yep. So this is, you know, we're still in a pandemic, folks. He just said it was over like two weeks ago. On September 18th, to be specific. Okay. It a month aired. Ago. It aired on September 18th. Mm-hmm. That he said the pandemic was over. But I guess we're back. But 
Then it was gone, but then it came back because schools, but then it's gone again. And now it's back because of schools. the winter. No, no, because because he's got to get the college. Because remember, he he passed the college um, tuition relief. No, he didn't. By uh, one no, or didn't. two votes, so no, he, he said. No, he didn't. That's what he no, claimed. Nope, nope, he didn't. Oh, that's right. That's right, because he signed it by executive order. Correct. Based on the HEROES Act, based on the fact that we're still in a pandemic. Yes. Yes. Only then, though. But now That's we're the not. Actual truth. So now we're but, not in a pandemic. But we have again. to be in a pandemic in order for that to be valid. Well, right now we're not in a pandemic again. We're not. No. But I thought he just said we were. He did. Who's but on first? Who? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh. Who? Who? Who's on first? Who? No, seriously. Who's who's on first? Who? <laughs> exactly. All right. Anyway. You've never met Uncle Who? Yes. Anyway, here's Joe getting his fake jab. So what are the odds that um, Joe fulfills his own prediction and drops dead? No, I don't think. I, that's a local judgment. Thank you. Whatever. It's Who a, cares? It's a, it's a local judgment. You didn't even get the whole thing. Well, it was pretty entertaining when they were asking him questions because he just stumbles around like a retard. He's like, I was Yay! flying out the door to get our kid as I was like downloading these clips the last second because this pretty much came out like as I was leaving. So fuck off. Oh, but this is great. Katy Perry. No, no. Katy Perry. Tell me you had your booster without telling me you had your booster. Somebody tell me you had your booster without telling me that you had your booster. Yes. Watch this. This is funny. This is so funny. What the fuck is she wearing? I don't know. Literally soda cans on her tits. Looks like trash. Gar garlic. No shit. Garbage. So look at the eyes. Look at the eyes. Start there, folks. All right, watch. Yes. <laughs> So, did she have a booster or is she a robot that's malfunctioning? <laughs> There's, is she a blank that is malfunctioning? Either one at Ooh, this point. That could prove my blank theory. Punch her. In the it really head. could. Somebody punch Katy Perry in the head and see if it turns Explodes into blue goo. Into blue ink? Yes. That'd be funny. How dare you? How dare you? I can't play it yet. So, I, I gotcha. Uh, yeah, it's still there. You probably put it in show clips, which get erased all the time. So, no, I didn't. Okay, it was given exclusive access. Well, oh. That business was the. All that. right, so we talked about this a little bit last night. Uh, moving back overseas, we did. Where. To the Army's 101st Airborne Division as they are deployed to Europe for the first time since the last World War. CBS's Charlie Daggett is there. They're America's go-to combat troops. Go, 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 go. The soldiers of the 101st Airborne Division, now the closest no, no. U.S. forces to the fight in Ukraine. 
We join Colonel Edwin Mathedis and Brigadier General John Lubis on board a Black Hawk helicopter where we flew along the coast of the Black Sea across those same waters from Russian-held territory in Ukraine, including Crimea. What is the what if? What are you preparing for? We got two major tasks, right? To, to assure our allies and deter our adversaries from doing anything. Fully aware those adversaries have eyes on everything this close. That part of it? That's the tire part, man. That's the whole deter aspect, right? They know that we're here. They know that we're ready. We're just coming within three, three and a half miles of the Ukrainian border. In fact, that city behind us is in Ukraine. We're right on the edge of NATO territory. We reach a forward operating site. To watch forces of the 101st Screaming Eagles in joint exercises with Romanian troops. Tanks, artillery, open fire with live rounds. A drill designed to replicate the exact battle conditions in Ukraine. Roughly 4,700 soldiers of the 101st have been sent from Fort Campbell, Kentucky to reinforce NATO's eastern flank. On war footing. This is a full deployment. Yeah, this is not a training deployment. This is a combat deployment for us. We understand that we need to be ready to fight tonight, uh, depending on how the situation es escalates across the border. In this case, that border includes the Black Sea right behind us. This marks the first time the 101st Airborne Division has been headquartered here in Europe since World War II. The general told us that symbolism is not lost on his soldiers. Nora? Charlie Daggett in Romania, thank you. Uh, that's a, uh, if that's a telltale marker for the next World War, Go ahead and say it. We're there. We're there. We're there. Coming, folks. That's the scary thing. Right around the corner. So the Oz Fetterman debate is about to start. Sweet. Here in a minute. You want to keep going with this this line real quick before it starts? Yeah. We can. To, to finish us up? Yeah. And then we're going to drop the pilled um, so Josh can do his show. And we're going to uh, live stream the Oz Fetterman debate. So. Just so we can watch Just this train fun. what wreck. It's going to be a fucking you train You know wreck. it's going to be a train wreck. Yes. Folks. This is going to be something you want to grab a bowl of popcorn, a beer, and sit around and yes. watch this. So, um, staying overseas, they have a new PM in the UK. <laughs> they they go through them the like- first uh, person of color. Apparently, you ladies go through tampons. So- um, Not anymore. Tampons are insurance supply still but um yeah the first person of color the first um world economic forum globalist banker to to be running uh def griffin will be showing the the oz fetterman debate here in just a few minutes but until then a new pm new pm in england and it's new not PM. boris he turned it down apparently time to go to sleep yeah new boris PM. said no 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 Good evening. We're about to get our third prime minister. Yes, Rishi Sunak will become our prime minister formally tomorrow. Our first Goldman Sachs, former employee, as prime minister, a globalist, if ever I saw one. But it was the Boris Johnson, Boris Johnson withdrawal last night that was so interesting. He claimed to have had 102 supporters, and you can believe that if you want to. I have to say I'm somewhat sceptical on the number. He then issued a statement a 292-word statement in which he used I 27 times, 
and national interest just once. But did he, like the grand old Duke of York, march them up to the top of the hill and march them back down again? Well, Michael Fabricant, the Conservative Member of Parliament for Litchfield, was on GB News earlier today and was none too happy. Bitterly disappointed. And I know that a number of people in his team not only feel disappointed, they feel betrayed, if I'm honest with you. Mm. They feel they've been led to the top of a hill, fighting for him, got that 100, went over 100, and now he stood down. Now, I understand his reasons, but this is the second time this has happened. Yeah. It happened in 2015. Okay, yeah. I, can't, I can't. And uh, I'm sorry. All his right. hair is so, way look, too look, distracting look, wait a for that. I think him and his wife got their wigs confused. Holy, I thought, first I thought it was someone pretending to be Boris Johnson, but holy shit. Bro, that shit is no joke. Look at that fucking rag. Dude, oh my god. Even. Wow. Okay, anyway. I feel bad for everybody in England, Scotland, Wales. So, of course, Ireland. Holy shit, look at this moral. We had some kind of ceremony for the new British PM. I we should just schedule them quarterly now. Um, but uh, did we? What? Yeah, yeah, we did. And of course, Joe fucked it up cuz leave it to Joe to fuck it up. Oh, there it is. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I saw this. Yes. This is funny, folks. This if you haven't seen much. this one, this one you'll enjoy. It's only 26 seconds. Yeah. And whether it's the United Kingdom or just today, we've got news. Rashid Sanuk is now the prime minister. As my brother would say, go figure. <laughs> and the Conservative Party. Expected to become the prime minister, I think, tomorrow when he goes to see the king. Pretty astounding. His name is not Rashid. Yeah. For fuck's sake. And it's definitely not Chinook. No. No, it's not. It's not Rashid Chinook. I hope he calls him that the first time he speaks to him. Joe, you idiot. You fucking You're moron. such a fucking moron. Oh, my God. You know what? I... I Fuck, sometimes it feels bad because it feels like I'm picking on a retard. It's ridiculous. All right. Um, all right. Everyone over on Pilled, hop on over to Twitch or Rumble uh, to watch the, the debate here. Just hit the YouTube link there. Right right there. No, up. Go up. Stop. Raphael Warnock has Joe Biden's back. Uh, I don't care about you, Raphael Warnock. That's. No, not that one. Yeah. Just, go up to the top, right below where it says Patriot Party Pod. Yeah, there. There you go. Oh, my God. I get the same link they've got. Oh, my God. All right. We'll talk. Keep all right. So. Do something. Would you talk? Oh, my God. Oh, all of a sudden, you hate dead air? What? He's freaking out now about dead air. So, yes, Pilled, come on over to Twitch or Rumble. Just look up Patriot Party Pod because we'll be dropping you guys in a second. Keep coming back So up. that Josh can go and we can watch this debate starting right now. Now. So, uh, which one? Am no, I go to go to edit. Yeah, but I got to find out which one it is. There it is. Yep. Edit. Should be that one. Just do it from the top. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Bye, Pilled. Okay. Later, Pilled.
All right. So going back to the Fetterman yes. Oz debate. Play the Fetterman Oz debate because they've started now. And yes, he's using captions. Let's hear this guy sound like Joe Biden. And this campaign is all about, to me, is about fighting for everyone in Pennsylvania that ever got knocked down that needs to get back up and fighting for all forgotten communities all across Pennsylvania that also got knocked down that needs to keep get back up. Thank you very much, Mr. Federer. Mr. Oz, you are a doctor, a businessman, and television personality. But this is your first run for elected office. What qualifies you to be a U.S. Senator from Pennsylvania? You have 60 seconds. I'm running for the U.S. Senate because Washington keeps getting it wrong with extreme positions. I want to bring civility balance all the things that you want to see because you've been telling it to me on the campaign trail and by doing that we can bring us together in a way that has not been done of late democrats republicans talking to each other john fetterman takes everything to an extreme and those extreme positions hurt us all let's take crime as an example because it's been such a big problem Maureen Faulkner accompanied me today to the studio you know her husband was a police officer in philadelphia was brutally murdered John Fetterman, during this crime wave, has been trying to get as many murderers convicted and sentenced to life in prison out of jail as possible, including people who are similar to the man who murdered her husband. He does it without the, with the rest of the parole board agreeing. He's doing it without the families on board. These radical positions extend beyond crime to wanting to legalize all drugs, to open the border, uh, to, to raising our taxes. I want Washington to be civil again. You need it to be less radical. John Fetterman, unfortunately, okay. would bring that. Mr. Oz, thank you. Lisa. All right, gentlemen, on to the economy. Pennsylvanians are struggling to put food on the table and gas in their cars. Our next star, Emerson College, the Hill poll, shows the economy and inflation are the biggest concerns for voters. 39% of them listed that as the top issue. Beginning with you, Mr. Oz, you have blamed President Biden and reckless Democratic spending for the inflation crisis. But voters would like to hear your specific plan to cut spending. Please explain in 60 seconds. Well, if you ask the U.S. government, they'll tell you they have 4% wasted fraud. Now, I've traveled over the Commonwealth and spoken to countless people. There was a lady in Beaver County at a county fair who told me with fear in her heart that she wanted to provide food for her sons, the highly nutritious chicken she wanted. She couldn't afford it anymore. That's a big problem. If we've got 4% waste and fraud, we ought to be, take, be able to take care of that. John Fetterman's, however, response continually is to raise taxes. He raised taxes as mayor. He tried to raise taxes as a lieutenant governor, 46%. That's a big tax rate. He supported Joe Biden's re recent tax rate, uh, rate increase. And he's done that without paying his own taxes 67 times. I'll say that again. He hasn't paid his own taxes 67 times, but he's raising mine and yours. Those are radical positions. They're extreme. They're out of touch with the values of Pennsylvanians. And I can make the difficult decisions as you do in the operating room as a surgeon. I'll make them cutting our budget as well to make sure we don't have to raise taxes on a population already desperately in pain from the high inflation rate. Mr. Fetterman, I will allow a 15-second rebuttal. He has specifically said you have not paid your taxes and that you want to raise taxes on Americans. How do you respond? Uh, absolutely. The Oz rule, of course, he's lying. It was helping two students 17 years ago to help them you know, buy their own homes. They, they didn't pay the bills, and it got her paid, and it has never been an issue in, in any of the campaign before. It was all about nonprofit. 
All right. Thank you, Mr. Fetterman. Continuing with you, Mr. Fetterman, your opponent has criticized Democratic spending, as you heard. Has the Biden administration overspent? And if so, where do you think spending should be cut? You have 60 seconds. No, here's what I think we have to find about inflation here right now. That's what we need to find about inflation, you know, right now because it's a tax on working families, you know. And Dr. Oz can't possibly understand what that is like, you know. He has 10 gigantic mansions, you know. He, we, we must push back against corporate greed. We must make sure that we're also pushing back against price gouging as well, too. You know, we also be able to make more in Pennsylvania, make more in America, when he had a choice to make his merchandise, the Oz label is on, he made it all in China. You know, who can you believe that can fight against inflation and pushing back against corporate greed or somebody that is choosing working in China versus over American workers? All right. I will allow a 15 second rebuttal to his comments that you have been making things in China. Mr. Oz. I've been trying to talk about policy issues with the people of Pennsylvania. As a doctor, I listen to their ideas and I want to talk about them. When John Fetterman brings up houses, the irony is he didn't pay for his own house. He got it for a dollar from his sister. And he hasn't been able to earn a living on his own. He's lived off his parents. So it, it doesn't, it's not a topic that we should be debating on the stage. We should be talking about crime and inflation, the issues that are hurting Pennsylvanians that they're talking about at their kitchen table. Uh, it, it, no, that, that's like, you know, he got his... Pennsylvania right, House from his own inlays from a, a dollar. Mr. That's Fetterman, typical. we have to continue on. We'll continue on with a question, a follow-up question to you, Mr. Oz. This one is just for you. You tweeted in August that you will never stop fighting to lower gas prices for Pennsylvanians. Does that include supporting a suspension of the federal gas tax? You have 30 seconds. I'm supportive of reducing taxes, uh, but we want to be thoughtful about the long-term game plan to get gas taxes down and frankly all energy prices down. I have gone around the Commonwealth. I've witnessed people say I'm not going on vacation this year because I can't afford to pay to take my trailer to the campground. They can't even get there. What we have to do is ensure that we don't have increased inflation and the best way to do that is reduce gas prices. John Fetterman has gone after the energy industry, called it a stain on Pennsylvania and argued we have to ban fracking. That is disconnected from Pennsylvania. Thank you. Thank you, Mr. Oz. We will get to the issue of fracking later on in this discussion. But meantime, turning back to you, Mr. Fetterman, for a follow up. In an op-ed for the Wilkes-Barre Times leader, you wrote, quote, it is time we crack down on the big price gouging corporations that are making record profits while jacking up prices for all of us. How do you plan to do this, sir? You mentioned price going after price gouging corporations. How do you plan to do this? You have 30 seconds. Yeah, exactly. We have to keep pushing back on that. And he would never make that choice to, to fight for uh, for, for uh, Amer families here in Pennsylvania. You know, he has never met an air, uh, an oil company that he doesn't swipe right about. You know, he has never been able to stand up for working families all across Pennsylvania. You know, we must push back. Inflation has hurt Americans and Pennsylvania's families, and it has given the oil companies record profits. All right. Thank you, Mr. Fetterman. Turning to the next issue, Dennis. The minimum wage in Pennsylvania and at the national level currently sits at $7.25 an hour and has not been increased since 2009. Each of our neighboring states has raised minimum wages. You see them there on your screen, including New Jersey at $13 an hour and West Virginia at 875 
but Pennsylvania has not followed suit. The first question is for you, Mr. Fetterman. Do you support raising the federal minimum wage to $15 an hour? Why or why not? You have 60 seconds. Yeah, I do. Absolutely. I think it's a disgrace at $7.25 an hour. And how can a man, you know, with, with you know, 10 gigantic mansions, you know, has uh, am willing to talk about a, a willing wage for anybody. Imagine a signal mom trying with two children, trying to raise with them, realizing making $31,000 a year, you know, $15 an hour. You know, I believe every work has dignity and every paycheck must have dignity in it as well. True. I've always supported a living wage and we make sure that everyone has economic security. I have a follow-up for you, Mr. Fetterman. What do you say to small business owners who have told us that if the minimum wage were increased to $15 an hour, it would put them out of business. You have 30 seconds. Now, we, we all have to make sure that everyone that works is able to, that's that's the most American bargain, that if you work full-time, you should be able to live in dignity as well, true. And I believe they haven't have any businesses being, being uh we can't have businesses being subsidized by not paying ind- uh, individuals that just simply can't evade to, to pay their own way. Okay, Mr. Fetterman, thank you. Mr. Oz, turning to you. Do you support raising the federal minimum wage to $15 an hour? Why or why not? You have 60 seconds. I think market forces have already driven up the minimum wage. I was with a hotel worker actually here in Harrisburg a few months ago, and he was telling me how hard it was to live on the $15 an hour that he was getting paid. John Fetterman shoots too low. We want much more money than that. And there are many ways to achieve that. But John Fetterman thinks the minimum wage is his weekly allowance from his parents. He's not really cognizant of the real challenges of business owners who've got to balance that with employees. Thankfully, we have a solution. And John, you didn't answer the question. You can't put businesses out of uh, commission in order to pay more wages because there won't be the wages will go to zero, which is John Fetterman's radical plan if you really follow to conclusion. Here's what I would do. We have one of the richest energy states in the country. I believe if we could unleash the energy beneath our feet here in Pennsylvania, there'd be plenty of money to go around. We'd have increased wages, a more reason for students to take uh, uh, vocational classes to be able to learn trades, which I'm strongly supportive of. We'd also be able to pipe that gas and improve our economy and reduce inflation. That's a plan that works. And it's humble enough that I can say broadly. Thank you. I want to give you, uh, Mr. Fetterman, a 15-second follow-up to what he just said about yeah. you yeah. again it's it's remarkable he hasn't really had any answer that he actually had about that in his he doesn't want to talk about having somebody having a living wage and having somebody able to survive again and i want to come back to you now mr oz for a quick follow-up what do you say to those pennsylvanians that he just spoke of that are trying to survive on 725 an hour which is less than all of our neighbors you have 30 seconds oh i don't think you should have to survive on 725 an hour i want the minimum wage up as high as he can go i want to highlight that I have an agenda for prosperity, unlike John Fetterman. I want us all getting paid a lot more than $15. And I answered your question directly in a way that would preserve business owners, job creators, so they thrive, and we'd have lots more employees entering the workforce and then prospering, getting paid $25, $35, $45 an hour. But we're never gonna get there if we don't unleash our energy. And John Fetterman's stubbornness on calling it a stain on Pennsylvania is an insult to those workers. To be clear, you said you want people making a lot more, but that's not through a federal law of 
minimum wage. That's through market forces. Market forces should drive okay. it up anyway, and it's already done that. Today. Thank you. You know, you should be able to get paid much more than $15 an hour. Thank you. Lisa. All right. Thank you, gentlemen. Another big issue for voters is abortion. Mr. Oz, we will begin with you. You say that you're pro-life, but you do support abortion exceptions in the cases of rape, incest, and to protect the life of the mother. Aside from those three exceptions, should abortion be banned in America? 60 seconds. There should not be involvement from the federal government in how states decide their abortion decisions. As a physician, I've been in the room when there's some difficult conversations happening. I don't want the federal government involved with that at all. I want women, doctors, local political leaders, letting the democracy that's always allowed our nation to thrive, to put the best ideas forward so states can decide for themselves. Contrast that with my opponent, John Fetterman, who on this debate stage said that he would demand federally mandated rules for all states they have to follow that would allow abortion at 38 weeks on the delivery table and it would force it to be subsidized by taxpayers across the country no matter what their personal beliefs are that's radical that's extreme that is out of touch with what the average voter in pennsylvania believes is appropriate now ironically john Fetterman has been running ads on this topic dishonest ads i need to correct the record they were so bad they got pulled off television stations i've got even on this station he was running dishonest ads that i had pulled off i haven't had a single ad pulled down my ads tell the truth john fetterman's are a fiction of his imagination all right i'm going to let mr fetterman respond specifically about the ads being pulled off the air and then we will return to you mr oz mr fetterman yeah i want to look into the face of every woman in Pennsylvania. You know, if you believe that the choice of your reproductive freedom belongs with Dr. Oz, then you have a choice. But if you believe that the choice for abortion belongs between you and your doctor, that's what I fight for. Roe v. Wade, for me, is should be the law. He celebrated when Roe v. Wade went down, and my campaign would fight for Roe v. Wade, and if given the opportunity to codify it into law. All right. Thank you, Mr. Fetterman. Going back to you, I want to circle back to something that you said, Mr. Oz. You mentioned the decision to regulate abortion should be something that is left up to the states. Now, Republican Senator Lindsey Graham has introduced a federal bill to ban abortion after 15 weeks. I know that you've been asked about this question before. If the vote were held today, you were elected senator, you're on the Senate floor, the clerk calls you, there's a roll call vote. Are you a yay or a nay? How would you vote on the Lindsey Graham bill? You have 30 seconds. Lisa, I don't even need 30 seconds. I'll give you a bigger answer. I am not gonna support federal, federal rules that block the ability of states to do what they wish to do. The abortion decision should be left Okay, y'all, this is not our internet. Our internet is solid. I don't know what the fuck's going on here. Interesting. I can't hear you. Yeah. Why did we lose audio? Very interesting. Oh, it's paused on multiple streams, not our end. Yeah, it is on my end. No. I have it paused right now. 
I paused it. Why can't I hear it anymore? <clears throat> they like dumped all the audio. Yeah, it's not playing on YouTube either. Yeah, everyone's saying no sound, no audio. Wow. Mm. Wow. Wonder what's going on there. Very interesting. Let's see if anyone else is playing it. Nope. I wonder why everything just went blank all at once. Hmm. Hmm. Interesting. I think first we often think to a lot of heat Nothing. Because there's still no audio. They cut all the audio for the streaming stuff. Nope. I can hear something. It sounds really muddled. Can you guys hear that? It's very low. Mr. Fetterman, we begin with you. You suffered, as you mentioned a moment ago, a stroke four days before the May primary. Last week, you released this note from your doctor saying you can work full duty in public office, but you have not released your detailed medical records surrounding your stroke. Mr. Fetterman, will you pledge tonight to release those records in the interest of transparency? You have 60 seconds. Uh, uh, to me, for transparency is about showing up. I'm here today to have a debate. I have, you know, spe speeches in front of 3,000 people in Montgomery County, you know, all across Pennsylvania, big, big crowds. You know, I believe if my doctor believes that I'm fit to serve and, and that's what I believe is appropriate. And now with two weeks before the election, you know, I have run a campaign and I've been very transparent about being very open about the fact where I use captioning. And I believe that, again, my doctors, the real doctors that I believe in, they all believe that I'm ready to be served. Follow up. I didn't hear you say you would release your full medical records. Why not? You have 30 seconds. No, uh, yeah, again, my doctor all believes that I'm fit to be serving. And that's what I believe is where I'm standing. Okay, Mr. Fetterman, thank you. Mr. Oz, you have built a lucrative career around medicine, but you've been criticized even by some fellow physicians for promoting, quote, unproven, ill-advised, and at times, potentially dangerous treatments. What is your response to that? You have 60 seconds. One of the great blessings of traveling around Pennsylvania is you run into people who have watched the show. They thank me very much for giving them life-saving advice on chronic issues like high blood pressure or dealing with their anxiety. The show did very well because it provided high-quality information that empowered people, which was exactly what I want to do when I'm a senator. Give people the power. Let them make decisions for their well-being. Now, John Fetterman's approach to health is a very dangerous one. He believes we should socialize medicine. He embraced this with Bernie Sanders, who he, who he endorsed. The two candidates called themselves the two most progressive people in America. When you have socialized medicine, Dennis, you shut down the ability of people to get access to health care. Doctors stop practicing. There are no medications available. The lines get long. It's a disaster, and it puts people at risk. 
So I don't believe we should allow socialized medicine, the abolition of all private health care insurance in America, and, and radical positions like the ones taken by John Fetterman make him too extreme to serve. If we're going to bring balance to Washington, you've got to bring people who understand the ramifications. Even Joe Biden, even Joe Biden called John Fetterman's idea, I'll quote him, preposterous. Uh, Mr. Fetterman, I'm going to let you respond in just a minute, but I have a follow-up for you first, Mr. Oz. Did you or your company make a profit from promoting those products? You have 30 seconds. I never sold weight loss products as, as described in those commercials. It's a, it's a television show. Like, this is a television show, so people can run commercials on the shows, and that's a perfectly appropriate and very tra transparent process. I ruffled a lot of feathers on my show because I told people the truth, and I'm proud of that. I'll do the exact same thing as a U.S. senator. But, the, but, but there's, there's, there's no way to, to defend what John Fetterman has done with socialized medicine. That is a radical departure from what we in America uh, yeah, have accepted. I, I, I must, a relationship between you. John, you'll have your I, I, turn. I, 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 John, I must, let me finish. I must respond to that. Uh, you'll, uh, uh, you, there must be a relationship between a doctor and a patient, and that's what I would direct patients to do. Thank you. Mr. Fetterman, he uh, accused you of socialized yeah. medicine, supporting socialized medicine. What is your response? Yeah. Again, again, it's the Oz rule. He's on TV and he's lying. I never so I, I never supported any of that thing. You know, he keeps talking about Bernie Bernie Sanders. You know, three years three years ago, he was on his show and he hugged him and he said, "I love this guy." You know what? Why don't you pretend that you, you live in Vermont instead of Pennsylvania and run against Bernie Sanders? Because all you can do is talk about Bernie Sanders, because my truth is, is that healthcare is a basic fundamental right. And I believe in expanding that. And I believe about supporting fighting for health care, the kind of health care that saved my life. Thank Dennis, you very that was much. dishonest. He, he explicitly supported socialized Mr. Oz, medicine. We have Bernie a lot Sanders. of topics to get we to. I think we did this. Lisa, on. you go ahead. We are going to move on to the next topic. And this has come up earlier. And that is the issue of fracking. Pennsylvania only trails Texas in terms of natural gas production. Both of you have taken shifting positions on the issue of fracking. Mr. Oz, we begin with you. You wrote a column in 2014 calling for no fracking pending health study results. But in a video posted on social media in March, you said, quote, natural gas guarantees high paying skilled jobs right here in Pennsylvania. So back off Biden Give us freedom to frack. Mr. Oz, please explain that changing position. 60 seconds. I've been very consistent. Fracking has been demonstrated. It's a very old technology to be safe. Uh, it is a lifeline for this Commonwealth to be able to build wealth, similar to what they've been able to achieve in other states. For that reason, I strongly support fracking, drilling, the piping of that natural gas. In fact, I built a facility even in Philadelphia so we can export it uh, to our allies and help them, the ones that are struggling now in Eastern and Western Europe because of the Ukrainian war. John Fetterman calls fracking a stain on Pennsylvania. He says that he would sign a moratorium to ban its continued use. He, he, he's against pipelines. He voted or supported the vote against the Keystone Pipeline that ended up shutting it down. He supports Biden's desire to ban fracking on public lands, which are our lands, all of our lands together. This is a extreme position on energy. If we unleashed our energy here in Pennsylvania, it would help everybody. Why John Fetterman is so rigidly stuck on fighting against uh, energy companies is, stu is stunning to me because it's the jobs I want. Tens of thousands of high-paying jobs to help Pennsylvania. Thank you, Mr. Again, Oz. Uh, Oz rule. Mr. Fetterman, you know, 15 I seconds. absolutely support fracking. In fact, I live across the street from a, the, a steel mill, and they were going to frack to create their own energy in order to make them more competitive. And I support that. 
living closer to anybody else in Pennsylvania for fracking to myself. I believe that we need independence with energy. And I believe I've walked that line my entire career. I believe Democrats. Mr. Fetterman, I do have a specific question, which you can continue on this topic. But you have made two conflicting statements regarding fracking. In a 2018 interview, you said, quote, I don't support fracking at all. I never have. But earlier this month, you told an interviewer, quote, I support fracking. I support the energy independence that we should have here in the United States. So, Mr. Fetterman, please explain your changing position. 60 seconds. Uh, I've, I've always supported fracking. And I always believe that independence with our energy is, is critical. and We can't be held, you know, you know, ransom to somebody like Russia. You know, I've always believed that energy independence is critical. And I've always believed that. And I do support fracking. I've never taken any money from their, their, their industry. But I support how critical it is that we produce our own energy and create energy independence. I must correct the record. Uh, well, he- uh, just a second, Mr. Oz. I do want to clarify something. You're saying tonight that you support fracking, that you've always supported fracking. But there is that 2018 interview that you said, quote, I don't support fracking at all. So how do you square the two? Oh, uh, I, I, I do support fracking and... I don't, I don't, I support fracking and I stand and I do support fracking. Okay. Thank you, Mr. Fetterman. On I'm sorry, the, Lisa, but there, there's not just a statement you read. There are multiple there's pictures uh, of him signing we a have to go. We have to move on. But we I, have I, to get the fundamentals of the truth out here. John we, we Fetterman have a over and over topics. again took positions against energy. We have a lot of topics. You will have a chance to have that there, in your there may one, one comment then. The energy industry we, we is living in fear on. of we John Fetterman. On, I want to know on why. To the Mr. New topic. we want to now turn to public safety. Mr. Fetterman, Republicans have called you dangerously soft on crime. The Pennsylvania State Troopers Association has endorsed Democrat Josh Shapiro for governor. But in this race, it endorsed your Republican opponent, Mr. Oz. What is your response to those endorsements? And what is your response to accusations that you are, quote, dangerously soft on crime? You have 60 seconds. No, no. I, 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 I believe that I run on my record on crime. You know, I ran to be mayor back in 2005 in order to fight gun violence. And that's exactly what I did. And working with the police and working with our community, I was say I was able to stop gun violence for five and a half years as mayor ever accomplished before or since my time as as mayor, because I'm the only person on this stage right now that has was successful about pushing back against gun violence and being the community more safe. You know, all he's done is just put a plan up on his website in the last 24 hours. He has no experience. He has never made any attempt to try to address crime during his entire career, except showing up for photo ops here in Philadelphia. I will give you 15 seconds to respond to that. And then I have a question for you. The Fraternal Order of Police from Braddock, the small town he represented, endorsed me. They supported me because what he's saying is not true. Violence skyrocketed in Braddock. I mean, the town wasn't in a good shape when John got there. It got worse when he was there. People kept leaving. So, of course, you're going to have, uh, you know, all kinds of aberrations. But, John, the okay. city was dangerous under your leadership. And that's why I want to turn to you now, me. Mr. Oz, this past summer. Congress passed the first gun control bill in decades. That would not have happened without the support of the man you are running to replace Pat Toomey. 
How would you have voted on that bill? And would you continue Toomey's legacy as being one of the lead Republicans in Congress on pushing for gun reforms? You have 60 seconds. I have been supported by Pat Toomey. I've enjoyed working with him. I think he's done a wonderful job. There are parts of that bill that I like a lot. For example, I like the fact that there are background checks that are being strengthened now so we can make sure that people who should not have guns don't get guns. I also like the fact that there was a lot of money invested for mental health, uh, which is an important part of the equation. I've been to Philadelphia. I've done prayer vigils with black clergy leaders who are desperately trying to save the people in their community. Half the murders in Philadelphia are committed by people under 18. We have got to get mental health services to these people, and it's not happening now. But part of the problem is that we have taken away the ability of police to do their job, and that's on John Fetterman. Because John Fetterman has taken such a harsh position against them. He's undermined them at every level, taken away some of their funding. He's um, pushed for Krasner, who he admires tremendously, and he's spoken highly of him just this week. Uh, he's taken his policies to a new extreme. He's argued that people should be let out of jail without any bail, no matter what they did to get in there. He's argued to release one-third of all prisoners. One-third of all prisoners, Quick, out of touch. Quickly, 15 seconds. Would you have voted for that Pat Toomey supported bill. If you I would have tried sense. to improve that bill. There are things that I think most of us appreciate. I wasn't there at the time, so I can't speak to what was possible. Uh, but I do know there are parts of that bill that do make sense. And the ones I described should be followed. Let's see how it works out. Okay. Thank you, Lisa. On to our next issue, and that is illegal immigration. It has been a problem in the United States for decades, but it is now spiking. U.S. Customs and Border Protection just released numbers from fiscal year 2022. They show more than 2.7 million total enforcement actions in the U.S. That is the most ever. Mr. Oz, beginning with you. Republican governors in the South have been sending migrants to Democratic-run cities and states without a plan or without any coordination. It is certainly gaining a lot of attention, but is it an effective way to deal with the influx of migrants? You have 60 seconds. Misa, we have a catastrophe at the border and we should not have sanctuary cities as John Fetterman has tried to introduce. But I've been into the parts of Philadelphia and Allentown and Reading where we have large Latino populations. I understand the challenges of the of the border. My father was an immigrant. My mother were immigrants. You know, I understand what legal immigration offers us, but the completely porous, open nature of our border, which John Fetterman supports, has created a humanitarian crisis with cartels profiting, with human trafficking operations. They take the money, they buy narcotics from China and bring that into our country. And it's making every state a border state. Pennsylvania is already a border state because we're top three in the country in fentanyl overdoses. Lisa, I can't go anywhere where in giving a big event where I don't meet multiple people who say their personal lives have been destroyed because of fentanyl overdoses. Yet John Fetterman not only wants an open border, not only supports sanctuary cities, but he wants to legalize all hard drugs in America, including narcotics. That is, I mean, out of touch with everybody. That radical position was tried in Oregon, which he endorsed, 50% homicide increase rate. Oh, one moment, I will give a 15 second rebuttal. Yeah. That, that is, again, the Oz rule. That is just not true. Uh, you, know, you know, here, his, his family's company was, it was set, levied the largest fine for immigration hiring of, of, of immigrant uh, illegals. You know, and I think you should sit this one out about in terms of what a, a, sore, uh, a secure border. All yeah. right. We do have a follow up specifically for you, Mr. Fetterman. Vice President Kamala Harris says the southern border border is secure, yet we are seeing an unprecedented number of migrants crossing. Is the border secure? And if not, what would you do to fix what both parties 
are calling a crisis. You have 60 seconds, Mr. Fetterman. You know, I believe that uh, I believe that uh, a secure border is can be compatible with compassion. I believe we need a comprehensive and bipartisan solution for immigration. That, that's what I believe. I don't ever recall in the Statue of Liberty did they say, you know, you know, take our tired huddle masses and put them on a bus and use cheap political stunts about them. I believe we have to develop a comprehensive and bipartisan solution to, to address our issue here for immigration here in our nation. All right. Thank you, gentlemen. On to but the John's next issue. But John's not addressing the, uh, the elephant in the room, fentanyl. On, we have to move on to the next issue. We will be get circling turning, back on that. Turning now to foreign policy, Mr. Fetterman, what do you believe is the greatest foreign threat to the United States of America? You have 60 seconds. I, I believe, I, I believe, you know, is, is right now is, is China. I believe China is not our friend. And I believe that we can't be able to push back and we need to stand against China. And I believe that Dr. Oz has chosen to uh, manufacture all of his merchandise on his name on it in China. Which one of us on this stage is going to stand up against and stand firm against China? You know, and I believe that's our single biggest issue right now to make sure that we address China and make sure that we know that it's not our friend. Mr. Oz, what do you believe is the greatest foreign threat to the United States of America? You have 60 seconds. The fact that our country is not projecting strength. Take, for example, what we're doing with Iran. In order to try to get them to give us a little oil so we can deal with the catastrophe that Russia has caused, uh, we have gone to them and tried to sign a, a deal that would allow them once again to have the nuclear power to blow up Israel, which they promised they would do. John Fetterman supports that deal. It doesn't make any sense for America to treat our enemies better than our allies. We have to message with our strong voice and the energy we have in our country that we have control over our future. And the best way for America to establish its dominance is to unleash the energy here in Pennsylvania and across the country. By not doing that, not only do we cause all kinds of problems with local jobs and inflation, but we're destroying our ability to remain energy dominant and we're not able to become allies like we should be for countries like European nations, which are going to struggle their, with their coldest winter ever. It's the best way to punch Putin back and to teach China lesson is American energy to reign supreme. And John Fetterman doesn't like American energy and they are scared of him because they know they can't trust him. He's proven it. Mr. Oz, thank you. Lisa. All right. On to our next issue. In our recent Next Star poll, a hypothetical rematch between Joe Biden and Donald Trump in 2024 would be a statistical tie in Pennsylvania. 46% of people said they would vote for former President Trump, 45% for President Biden. Mr. Oz, would you support a Trump 2024 run and why 60 seconds? I'll support whoever the Republican Party puts up. Uh, and I have reached out across the aisle on my campaign because I want to bring balance to Washington. And I've tried to work with Democrats and Republicans and people in the middle, people unsure and people who forgot and people who got angry with where their party was headed. I want to bring us together to make this country do what it's always been able to do. Unify, not divide. And address the problems as a surgeon, because in the OR, that's what I do. I just fix the big problem in front of me. John Fetterman, however, cannot go to Washington and work with the other side because he doesn't even get along with his own side. He criticized Joe Biden for not spending enough money and not sidling up close enough to Bernie Sanders. He says he won't work with Joe Manchin. He said, if you vote, if you like Joe Manchin, don't vote for me. So if you're picking fights with your own party, you're not going to be able to reach across the aisle to the other side. His extreme positions have made him untenable for Republican lawmakers. We need to send someone to Washington who understands the importance of balance, sensible decision-making, and in common sense approach 
approach to the challenges that we all face. That's not John Fetterman. Uh, Mr. Oz, uh, Donald Trump has supported you. He has endorsed you. Why won't you fully commit to supporting him in 2024? Oh, I do. I would support Donald Trump if he decided to run for president. All right. But this is bigger than one candidate. This is a much bigger story about how we are going to build a bigger tent to let more Americans feel safe. Are you concerned about the ongoing legal investigations involving the former president? 30 seconds, sir. I haven't followed them very carefully. I've been campaigning pretty aggressively. They'll work themselves out. I have tremendous confidence in the American legal system, and I believe law and order will reign supreme. But speaking about that topic, there's one person on this stage who's broken the law, we believe. John Fetterman took a shotgun, chased an unarmed African-American man, and put the gun, apparently, according to that man, to his chest. John, you weren't pulled over by the police. Uh, They let you go. You were the mayor at the time. Why haven't you apologized to that unarmed, innocent black man who you put a shotgun to his chest? All right. We will allow a 30 second response to that, Mr. Fetterman, specifically what he was saying, referring to the incident in Braddock. I I made the opportunity to defend my community as the the chief law enforcement officer there. Everybody in Braddock, uh, an overwhelmingly majority uh, community of, of black uh, community all understood what happened. You know, they uh, they understood what happened and everybody agreed that and nobody believes that it was anything about me making a split second decision to, to defend our community as well. Why not apologize? Uh, uh, Mr. Oz, please. Uh, we, we are still with Mr. Fetterman turning to you right now. You support a Biden run. Do you support a Biden run in 2024? Why in 60 seconds? Uh, that's honestly, it's up to his choice whether he, you know, and if he does choose to run, I would absolutely support him. But ultimately, that's ultimately only his choice. All right. Thank you, Mr. Fetterman. A follow up question on this. Our next star poll shows 51 percent of Pennsylvania voters disapprove of the president's job performance. You have publicly supported many of his policy positions. Are there any that you disagree with? 30 seconds. No, I, I just believe he needs to do more about supporting uh, and fighting about in, in inflation. Uh, and I, I do believe he can do more about that. But uh, at, at the end of the day, I think Joe Biden is a good, good family man. And I believe he stands for the union way of life. And I believe that employment, unemployment is already down to the lowest level in the last 50 years. All right. Thank you, gentlemen. Dennis. Let's turn now, gentlemen, to the issue of Social Security. It is only fully funded through 2034. Many Americans are worried that they will never receive their full benefit or have to accept cuts to their benefits. Mr. Fetterman, how are you going to make sure it is there for them? You have 60 seconds. We need to make sure that Dr. Oz and the Republicans believe in cutting Medicare and Social Security. And I believe that they have to support and expand Social Security. And if somebody sends me to send me to Washington, D.C., I would support and stand and to support security, uh, Social Security. Okay, thank you, Mr. Oz. Same question to you. How are you going to make sure that Social Security is available for future Americans? You have 60 seconds. We made a deal with the wonderful seniors of our nation. They worked their hearts out. They paid into a program. No one's going to touch it on my watch except to make sure that it's stronger than it is right now. Social Security, Medicare, which I know a lot about as a doctor, are the fundamental uh, element of security for our seniors, and they deserve to feel like they're valued by our nation. John Fetterman, again, has been running ads and saying that I'm against those with no proof. 
I've never said anything different than what I'm saying to you on this stage, but in an effort to fear monger with people who are older and can be taken advantage of, he'll run these ads. John, it's reprehensible, but it's also reflective of your approach to doing these things. You haven't shown up on the campaign trail. You haven't answered questions from voters, not once on the campaign trail. You haven't answered questions from media once on the campaign trail, even, you know, just to show off that you could do it. And this is the only debate I could get you to come to talk to me on. And I had to beg on my knees to get you to come. And if it wasn't for Dennis probably getting involved, I don't think it would have happened. Seniors need to know more about your radical left positions. And I need to be able to tell them about my positions. That's what democracy is built on. We exchange ideas. The voters decide. You have hidden from them. Mr. Oz, I'm going to let you have 15 seconds in a moment, Mr. Fetterman. But can you give us a specific example of what you would do to protect Social Security? Well, for one, we have to make sure that it adequately increases with the higher inflation rates that we have. So we've got to make that 4% of wasted money that right now is in the budget uh, redirected appropriately. And one of the first places that I would use it is Social Security and Medicare. And here's the reason. One of the worst things we can do to a a people is give them bad quality uh, uh, care. And so if you have... if, if you have people who are not going to see a doctor, for example, because they can't afford it, they'll get sicker. Bad medicine means more costs. Thank no you. one benefits. Thank you. Mr. Fetterman, he said a few things a moment ago. I want to give you 15 seconds to respond to those. Now, again, I just can't I can't just say one thing other than that Dr. Oz would not support and he would support cutting Medicare. And that's John. Effect. Why do you say it's, that? It's, it's, I've it's, never it's, said it's, that. It's absolutely a fact. It's a fact. You okay. would have voted against the, the Inflation right. Reduction Act, which has dropped our, our prescription drugs. And okay. he doesn't believe. OK, gentlemen, we need to move on. Lisa. All right. We are moving on to the topic of education. The cost of college tuition is now out of reach for many, many families. Our question is for both of you. We start with Mr. Oz. What is your plan to bring down the cost of higher education long term? You have one minute, Mr. Oz. I've worked in academic medical centers my whole life, so I'm in higher education. And I can tell you the reason that the prices have gone up sixfold in the last 40 years is not because the education quality is better. We've added extra, extra layers of middle, uh, middle level individuals who don't actually improve the quality education, in my opinion. There's a lot of expenses now incurred by these institutions, and it's not right for the American people to be stuck with the bill. I would push them to offer more electronic classes. Half the kids don't live on campus anyway. John Fetterman's approach, however, is not to deal with the unnecessarily high cost, but just to pay it. So if you want to pay students who didn't pay their loans back. Basically, what John Fetterman and Joe Biden are are arguing for is for plumbers who didn't go to college and couldn't, for a bunch of reasons, afford it, to pay the bills of lawyers who went to graduate school and haven't paid their debt back. I don't think that's right for the American people. We want a fair system. Drop the cost down by pushing for more value for the money we're spending, and then ensure there's a high-quality education that lets people make a living when they graduate. All right. I will allow a 15-second rebuttal specifically on the issue of student loan debt, which uh, Mr. Oz was referring to. Mr. Fetterman. Uh, Again, Dr. Oz you know, loves free, free money when it's a, a half a million dollar tax break on one of his, you know, homes down in a ranch in Florida. And whether it was a $50 tax break, you know, about his farm in Montgomery County. So it's about supporting and helping, you know, young earners, excuse me, young, young, uh, young, you know, students to, to give them a break. I believe hey, that, that real quick. Everybody, really quick, everybody that's still in here, watch the subtitles and Fetterman and Oz when they're talking. The subtitles are way fast.
So every time that Fetterman's talking, it's Oz's words. Every time that Oz is talking, it's Fetterman's words. And then there's a break and then it cuts off. Watch the subtitles. This has been very interesting to watch. A, ma a majority of Americans support that as well, too. Helping, helping young, young learners. All right, Mr. Fetterman, I want to ask you the same question that I asked Mr. Oz. And what is your plan to bring down the cost of higher education long term? You have one minute. Yeah, I don't think he he didn't answer he didn't answer the the, the question whatsoever. I, I you know, did I, answer I, the question. I believe, uh, Mr. Oz, I believe, Mr. Oz, please give him uh, a moment. I, you, know, you didn't. You didn't. You know, I, I I fundamentally believe that every quality public university education should be very affordable in in, in every state, and I think that needs to be a, a significant investment. You know, to make sure that anyone be able to afford to go to get a four degree. Uh, university degree, you know, at say at Penn State or at Pitt or any state schools to make it much more affordable. And that means inquiring a significant investment to make sure and create it affordable that every family can afford. How exactly, Mr. Federman, do you propose doing that to make it more affordable for a fam for families? I, I just believe I just making it that much more. It, it, it costs too much. And I believe providing the resources to, to reduce the tuition to allow families to be able to afford it. All right. We have a follow up question. This one now is for both of you. This is from News Nation viewer Ann Andrews, a registered nurse from Conneautville near Erie. Ann is a vocational educational instructor for a university and a practicing registered nurse. If you were elected, could you please tell me what you would be doing for vocational education in the state of Pennsylvania, as well as our nation? So Mr. Oz, if elected, what would you do for vocational education? You have 30 seconds. I've visited vocational schools. I've an answer, but John, because obviously I wasn't clear enough for you to understand this. There's no question that cutting out the middle levels of higher education and providing digital programs would reduce the cost of education. It's a concrete set of ideas that I'd like to move on. With regard to vocational education, this is really important for us to allow our trade unions to get closely linked, more closely linked with uh, the vocational schools. I was in a vocational school in Westmoreland and they have about a thousand kids. They could take 2000 kids. Funding those programs is the smartest way to invest our tax dollars. We'll turn out twice as many children who have a job as soon as they graduate. It supports our trade unions who want those kids in their positions anyway. Thank it makes you, the Ms. whole program work. Thank you, Mr. Oz. Mr. Fetterman, if elected, what would you do for vocational education? You have 30 seconds. Again, I think it's no, it's it's just the same the way the university for degrees as well too. Supporting that and partnering with the the unions and making sure that vocation training are as 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 uh, as affordable and providing the resources to make sure everyone has the opportunity. Going to college isn't the right choice for for every person, you know. But going to those kind of vocational schools, able to create a career to to way to excuse me to wane. Uh, reach a lot of a uh, high salary and again supporting to reduce those costs are critical too. All right. Thank you, gentlemen. Dennis. Moving now, uh, multiple members of Congress, specifically Democrats, have called for the Supreme Court to be expanded. Candidates, we want to know where you stand on this. Mr. Fetterman, should the Supreme Court be expanded? And if so, by how many justices? You have 60 seconds. I, I don't believe I've never I, I don't stand uh, and I don't believe in that. You know, I fundamentally believe that even though I don't agree with the ideological breakup 
uh, of the S Supreme Court. You know, I believe it, it's not about changing the rules. It's about uh, acknowledging where we're at, much the way the Republicans want to try to change the Constitution about how our S Supreme Court in Pennsylvania was going to be done. And I don't support that. So I think it's it's critical that we be con consistent. And I do not believe in supporting the su uh, Supreme Court. Mr. Oz, same question to you. Should the Supreme Court be expanded? If so, by how many justices? You have 60 seconds. I would never touch the makeup of the Supreme Court. And I would uh, advocate to leave it the exact same size it is. But John Fetterman's radical positions have spilled over into what he would do in Washington. One of the first things he has said, and he came back to the campaign trail, is that he wanted to bust the filibuster, which means removing the, the brakes on the Senate overreacting. That's, that's, a that's risk. true. That is that is true. But if you do that, then you would free up the Democrats in the Senate without getting the normal amount of votes to actually expand the Supreme Court, add more states, do things that are detrimental to the well-being of the country. So I think, and your first day back, arguing that we should get rid of the filibuster is a dangerously radical move that would hurt Washington. It's not in our nation's best interest. Thank you both very much. All right. At this time, we are ready for our closing statements. You each have 90 seconds to convince Pennsylvanians to vote for you on Election Day. Mr. Fetterman, you are first. 90 seconds. Once again, I would just like to say that I my campaign is all about fighting for anyone in Pennsylvania that ever got knocked down, that had to get back up again, you know. I'm also fighting for any forgotten community all across Pennsylvania that ever got knocked down that had to be made to get back up. And I've made my entire career dedicating to those kinds of pursuits. I started as a GED instructor back in, in Braddock over 20 years ago because I believe it's about serving Pennsylvania, not about using Pennsylvania for uh, their own end interests as well. Uh, to me, careers are revealed uh, by your, your real underlying values. And my values have always been about fighting for forgotten communities all across Pennsylvania. All right. Thank you, Mr. Fetterman. Mr. Oz, your final thoughts, 90 seconds. I've loved traveling to the four corners of the beautiful Commonwealth, and I've heard your problems. I'm a surgeon, doctor. I listen to what you say, and I'm trying to help address them today. I've talked to seniors worried their social security checks wouldn't go far enough with the raging inflation. I've talked to couples when I make their first down payment on a new house and they can't afford it anymore because of interest rates. I've talked to families. You want to cut social security. M Mr. Fetterman, it's his turn for his closing. I've talked to, to families worried about fentanyl showing up in their mailbox and literally taking the lives of their children who they find blue in bed. I, I've talked to families who won't let their kids go outside because of the crime wave that's been facilitated by left radical policies like the ones John Fetterman has been advocating for. But here's the deal. Right? None of this has to happen. This is all very addressable. I'm a surgeon. I'm not a politician. We take big problems, we focus on them, and we fix them. We do it by uniting, by coming together, not dividing. And by doing that, we can get ahead. But I've got one question to challenge you with, just one question. If you take what I'm saying to heart, ask yourself this and others in your family. Are you unhappy with where America's headed? I am. And if you are as well, then I'm the candidate for change. I'm a living embodiment of the American dream. 
I believe we're the land of opportunity, the land of plenty. I believe we can balance a budget without recklessly spending. I believe we can have, have an unleashed energy policy to help us all. I believe that we can have safe city streets and a secure border so legal immigrants can come across, but you shut the- Important issue in Pennsylvania. Uh, the eyes of the state are on this debate tonight, but on Sunday they will be on Lincoln Financial Field in Philadelphia as the state's two NFL teams go head to head. Mr. Fetterman, Steelers or Eagles and why? Oh, clearly, always for the Steelers. Mr. Oz. I'll be at the game rooting for my Eagles. Fly, Eagles, fly. <laughs> Gentlemen, thank you both so much. This does conclude our debate. We do want to thank our candidates for being with us, Mr. Fetterman wow. and Mr. Oz, and for all of you at home who have been watching. Thank you so much. And we want to thank our team at WHTM for hosting us at their studios tonight. Remember, voters, that Election Day is just two weeks from today on Tuesday, November 8th. Thanks for being with us, and have a great night. Oh. Interesting. Before Stand the by. end. Stand by. There we go. Just Lower. before the end, at his closing statement, yeah. they skipped the audio forward just a little bit, and then the caught all the subtitles. The up. subtitles at the bottom yep. were then behind instead of ahead. Isn't that interesting? That was very interesting. Did I not tell you mm -hmm. that the fucking subtitles were fast all the way through? So I didn't put it together on the first one, but the second one, I was like, wait a minute. The third one, I was like, oh, holy so now, shit. But they couldn't see those. Sub but those subtitles reflected on the boards like. No, no, no. That reflected on the screen that was being projected to the American audience. That, yes, exactly. So, for instance, if you were hearing impaired, so for if it, instance, was, if it no, was live, yeah, if it was live and you were hearing impaired, babe, mm -hmm. and you were watching the screen, you were reading the bottom of the screen, everything that Fetterman was saying, oh, yeah, was coming out of Oz's mouth, yeah. But everything Oz was saying was, coming was out, either coming out yeah. of Fetterman's mouth or, coming or out of the was, was there was nothing there, it was blank. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But you, that most hearing impaired people are also lip readers, so they knew that that wasn't actually the words that were matching up with the. No, but a lot of them don't trust the TV because they are lip readers and they know when there's a difference in fucking movement. And when you are a lip reader, you can tell that there's a a problem. Oh, it's there. fucked up. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I know. Yeah. So when I'll our look... stream is off, yeah. I notice that. Yeah. Drives me. Drives me crazy. Shit. I know. I know. Even if we're like a half second behind, I, oh, I get angry. I know. But yeah, yeah. I, how, how, how could they do that if it was live? Great question. How could the captions, the subtitles be ahead of what they of were the people saying. speaking if it was live? We know there's automatically a 10 second delay from any TV station period. Yeah. So you automatically know there's Sometimes 10 seconds. Sometimes 30 seconds. So even if you broadcast at high def, super HD quality, LBCDBQTILMNOP, um, either way, you're going to lose a little bit in transmission time. And I'm not sure what that loss would be. I'm not sure if it's. Yeah. 
two, three seconds, four seconds, five seconds. But the fact that the subtitles were fast. They were way fast. Way fast. Yeah. They were minutes into the conversation. They were like a good like 30 seconds fast. Like I saw the answers scrolling through as they were reading the question. It was freaking me out. It's fucking me up really hard. I know. It was crazy. But Fetterman. I thought it was just high. Well, well, I mean that too. But (laughs) Fetterman was. That was rough. If you can't see it. Oh, my God. I just want to be the guy there to hit you in the head with a ball peen. I just want to make a a historical correction because he said something about, like, I don't see where the Statue of Liberty said, bring me your poor and your hungry, and then we'll put them on buses and send them somewhere for political games. Um, Actually, that's exactly what happened during the Civil War when the Irish came over in droves. I was they, about to say they, they landed were, in New York and they, and they shipped were them shipped down them directly down south, directly to, to the battle. political games. Yes. yes. So, uh, so you're yeah, wrong, John. This, this has been going on for a hot minute. Uh, Mr. Fetterman, one so, more time. Yeah, this is nothing new. <laughs> Fucking idiot. What a moron. Such a moron. I hate loser liberals. And oh my God. This guy is a loser liberal. What what are you gonna do to to reduce the, the cost of college? I'm just I'm just college. I'm, I'm just I'm gonna just do gonna, it. I'm just gonna make it more affordable. Debt. I'm just gonna make it more affordable. Debt. What? Yep. Did you all hear that? Did yep. you guys hear that? Hey, in he 2018, actually... you said you were against fracking, but now you say you're for fracking. So what's the difference? Oh, I've always been against fracking. But in 2018, you said you were against fracking. But I've always been but for I've it. always been for fracking. Like, <laughs> oh my god, dude, your mind's changing Ooh. as we're sitting here looking at you. Seriously, you're like, do I have to? You look like the kid that, like, do I have to take take a shit? Nah, I don't know. Oh no, and I might have to. No, someone no, in gone. here. Oh no, so it was obviously his evil twin. Um, but someone in here pointed out that somehow Oz's ears are still bigger than lumps. <laughs> And I looked at it so Not Fetterman's look, lump. Look, Oz's ears are bigger than Fetterman's ears. Just bring the screen up real quick. Uh, okay. Seriously. Uh, check this all right. Out, I, this I, is fucking funny. I'll give you that. I, I might. For real. Yeah. Oz's ears are bigger than Fetterman's ears. All right. So. Freaking Lurch. So. Like, right here. Okay, Oz's that's ears. That's a big fucking ear. Are bigger than Lurch's ears. But look at this thing back here. I mean, I call him Lump because that's, obviously. That's another thing right there. Look <laughs> at that thing. <laughs> that thing was is huge. <laughs> How big is that? It's so true. It's probably really hairy too. It has wow. a lot of weird colors in it. Mm. I'm sure Joe can tell you because he sniffs it regularly. <laughs> It's like a mushroom for Joe. Joe's like, oh my God. Oh, let me get some of that mushroom. Wow. Nom, 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 nom. Okay. <sighs> All right. Anyway. Um, uh. Tomorrow we'll be back 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Yeah, normal, normal, uh, normal all the way around. Tucker uh, just called the Fetterman debate a 30 car Amtrak derailment. Maybe he just works out a lot, guys. Or maybe he pissed off that same dude that Beetlejuice pissed off in the waiting room at the end of the movie. Oh, and he shrunk shrunk his his head. head. 
I think that's more likely. <laughs> um, we will be back tomorrow, yes. 6 p.m. Eastern. And then Thursday, uh, we got Dr. Sherwood joining us. Thursday we do. Yes, Thursday, Dr. Sherwood's coming back on. All right. Yep. Um, we haven't we haven't seen him for a minute. Yes, the dude totally looks like an ogre. You're right. Um, yeah, it's, it's just, it's, that'd be Fetterman, not Dr. Sherwood. Dr. Sherwood's hottie. Anyway. Um, you know, yes. Yeah. For an older guy, he's a big dude. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. His wife's hot too. You've met her. Anyway. Um, and then, uh, this Sunday we've got someone else was, in here talking about, uh, oh, I think Lindsay said she, she asked people all the time if they, they know anyone that's actually fighting in Ukraine. Um, we have someone that's coming on from Poland. Who knows what's going on right now in Ukraine that are actually on the ground in Ukraine. So we are going to get a, either a really big win or a really big loss. We'll figure, we'll figure that shit out. But, um, you know, one or the other, I like, I, I don't really care which one. I just want to know what's, what the fuck's actually going on. You know me. I hate not knowing. Living in limbo for so long while you were deployed got me to the point where I absolutely despise not knowing what's going on. Yeah. 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 So I, I really, I feel the need to know a lot. Apparently. So anyway. Um, but yeah, so we'll be back tomorrow. Yep. 6 p.m. Eastern. Um, like, share, subscribe. Yeah. Uh, as- Par for the course. Yeah. And uh, shout out to our sponsors. Obviously, Kush Creams, the yep. number one topical in the game. Folks, I'm telling you, go get it. Uh, you'll love it. Anything, get their Arctic uh, permafrost. Holy shit. Love it. Uh, yeah, kushcreams.com. Use promo code Defiant. Yeah. We, we uh, just got the it on one. before the show. It's so good. So awesome. Yep. And Perfect. then, uh, of course, that, uh, Nano silver colloidal nano colloidal silver toothpaste, fresh mouth dot life. Get your fresh. I actually just ordered some more today because we're almost done with it. So I ordered a two pack and then a second subscription for you so that we have a little extra. I got the berry one because it's got the um, it's, it's not just berry flavored. It actually has like elderberry and um, like vitamin C boost in it. So it gives you an immune boost, immune boost as well as that extra immune boost from the colloidal silver. So anyway, freshmouth.life. And uh, yeah, I'm wearing my, my pillows. Mikey pillow slippers. They're freaking amazing. Yes. This is my third pair. This is, these are, these are the, uh, what does James call them? Like chalpas or some shit like that. I don't know. Chunkas or chakas? Something like that. Chakas. Chakas. Anyway. um, Whatever. They're so freaking comfortable though. So yeah. And uh, someone yesterday was saying they were waiting for the the sheets to be on sale. Sheets are on sale today. Asking you shall receive. Um, The Giza Dream sheets are on sale right now. So go check that out at mypillow.com slash defiant. Use promo code defiant. Yep. And uh, he's got a closeout sale going on. Save up to 66% off your order using promo code Defiant Plus. Whatever sale is going on, you can also get that as well. Yep. Uh, Anyway, uh, and uh, 
Dr. Stella, of course. Yeah, drstellamd.com. Use promo code to find and save 5% on her vitamins. Yes. Your teledoc visit and your hydroxychloroquine ivermectin prescriptions. Correct. And Dr. Oh, CL1972. No gold, silver. Oh, yes, of course. Dr. Kirk Elliott, turn your fiat dollars into actual money. That would be silver. Or gold, silver is really hard to come by right now. Dr. Kirk Kelly, it's your best bet. I'll tell you what, those premiums are going up all over the place. This is still solid at 8%. Um, so go to defiantsilver.life and turn your we're gonna we're gonna turn talk your paper into silver. We're gonna talk more about that tomorrow night because I'm gonna talk about cryptocurrency plus this <laughs> digital ID, digital wallet, digital currency system that we're been apparently exploring. Oh, that's that's coming back because uh, Rashid Rashid Chinook. Any of you knowing about it? Rashid Chinook is like a huge proponent. No, no, of, no. I'm not talking about him. I'm talking about here in the United States. Oh no, the Senate and Congress have been already acting on it. Of course they have. Which of course is no good for no bueno for us. So either way, okay. we will be back tomorrow night, six p.m. Eastern Standard Time, five forty-five. We'll start with the lounge, as yep. Leanna likes to call it. You got it. And uh, until then, fuckers, you all have a great night, and uh, we'll see you tomorrow. You got it. Thanks for watching. Talk to you later, fuckers. For the Mick and Lynn. have a great night. See you tomorrow.
I'm a son of the dirt south with a truck seat eye and he straight pops out. This land, land of freedom, double barrels in case we need. Man up, we'll sit your ass down. We done talking, fuck around and find out. Love my country, love my freedom, fuck the welfare, now I don't need them. Shotgun raised from the woods to the plate, ain't never went hungry, ain't never too Serious CBD. The best CBD products on the planet. Over 100 five-star reviews. Can verify authentication. Gold in full spectrum. Full panel lab tested. What is full panel lab testing? Cannabinoids and terpenes. Pesticides. Mycotoxins, solvents, heavy metals, microbials, foreign matter. Get serious. Serious DVD. Mike Lindell and due to your incredible support the original my slippers are almost completely sold out as a special thank you I am launching my brand new all-season slippers slides and sandals for as low as $29.98 this is a limited time offer so go to mypillow.com or call the number on your screen use your promo code and you'll get all my new footwear for as low as $29.98 my all-season slippers are made with my exclusive four-layer design that you won't find in any other slipper. They're finished with a breathable fabric so you can wear them all year round. And my new slides and sandals are made with patented impact gel, making them ultra comfortable and extremely durable. I guarantee they'll be the most comfortable footwear you'll ever own. So go to MyPillow.com or call the number on your screen now to get your very own all-season slippers, slides, and sandals for as low as $29.98 with your promo code. This is an introductory offer and it won't last long, so order now.